0: we <laughs>
1: I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame in his game because he's always the same. That's me. Grumpy, how are you doing this fine Saturday evening?
2: Okay, how about you? Doing all right? Looks like you're dressed up.
1: Yep, 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 dressed up. We went to... uh, that's one of the one of the partial reasons that we're running late to function there for the wife. So we were we were out and out and just got back here home. Um, but uh, for those of you who are new to the channel, welcome. This is a twice a week all Islanders podcast that takes place every single Wednesday and Saturday at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're new to the channel and you enjoy this content, there's a few things I encourage that you do. I encourage you to subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss out on any of the further action that we put out. I encourage that you like the video as well, right? If you like the video, apparently that helps the algorithm and helps get this fun time, um, of talking the New York Islanders well. I'm not sure it's always so fun, but it gets this it gets this enjoyable time of talking the Islanders out to the masses. Um, so, you know, hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. You can also find us pretty much on any place, I guess, that podcasts or hosts. So like Spotify, Apple, all those good things. So um, you can pretty much find us there on all of those, those podcast platforms. Um, again, we go live every Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. One more item of general housekeeping Um, we do also have a secondary podcast called tj and the grumpy old name it's a twice a week all sports podcast that takes place every single thursday 9 p.m eastern standard time and every single sunday 8 p.m eastern standard time so you know make sure you definitely go ahead and give that a little check give that a little look see there you could find the link to that channel in the description below or as a featured page here on our youtube channel down to hey you go to the the islanders never say die podcast you'll see there the youtube channel and you scroll down hey there's tj and the grumpy old man and that's where you can make sure you're subscribed and you don't miss out on any of the all sports action that that show is just myself the grumpy old man and sun X talking anything and everything sports we talk nhl we talk nba we talk nfl we talk college athletics we talk mlb we talk anything and everything sports on that show so make sure to check out tj and the grumpy old man now that the housekeeping is done grumpy we're going live grumpy after our game against the florida panthers today which resulted in an islanders victory grump um That's you know true. we've had we, we beat we beat the carolina hurricanes as well my goodness who would have ever thought who would have thunk and it improved our record against teams that made the postseason last year to two wins out of 10 times we've played teams that made the postseason last year so Hey, um, we came away with five out of a possible six points on a road trip. Grumpy, what do you think? How are you feeling?
2: Um, glad about the points, but if you're watching the games, what are teams doing? They're starting their AHL goaltenders against us. And that's the big advantage we have, honestly. I mean, Our power play has been pretty good, but our goaltending, I mean, if you're looking at like top to bottom, our goaltending is 10. And the goaltending that we're playing is like two. These are like AHL players, and I guess teams say, "Well, the Islanders really—they don't produce much offense, so let's put in, you know, the the Petrovic kid, kid from uh, Carolina, and then the Stolarz kid from Florida." I mean, they were horrible, honestly. We've been so dominated the last two games. I, I mean, hey, points are points, so we're going to take the points. But if I'm an Islander fan, which I am, I'm like, man, we're not very good. And if we played their starting goaltenders, we would get rolled. I mean, think about that. I, can, I mean, how many weak goals did uh, the kid from Carolina get in? I mean, I, like three. And then yeah, today, three goals again, three weekies from this kid. And everything went through him. It might kick out the side, pass the net, but it's like he they're terrible. These are some bad goaltenders that we're playing. I, just, I don't feel good about the Islanders right now, giving up 45, 50 shots a game. It's that's not a sustain. That's not a winning model that you can sustain. Obviously, right? Let's be honest.
1: Yeah, and like you 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 talk about, we did come up with points. We won both of those games. Both games we were thoroughly dominated in, in my opinion. Against Carolina, we were outshot almost like three to one. We played against the only reason we won is because we were playing Peter Korchetsky or whatever the hell his last name is, whoever that is. He gave up five goals on sixteen shots. You heard that
2: right. Five goals on 16 shots for the Carolina netminder. And it's not it's, like we were sniping the puck. I mean, these are eminently stoppable shots. Here's the thing. Yes. When, Butch, when Butch is telling you, yeah, goaltender really wants those back. Oh, that's that's a wiki. I mean, honestly, it's the only reason we won these games. Our goaltending is superior. Sorokin today was spectacular. How many, again, crossbars and posts did they hit? And their goaltender just anything near the net—it's an adventure. I—I I mean, I mean, I guess that two points didn't mean much uh, to uh, to Florida or Carolina to start those two goaltenders. It, I mean, we're not a good team. I, I mean, yeah, now we got some—you know—Matt Barzell was out today. Yes. Um, you know, uh, Nelson missed a little bit of the second period, but he was fine. I thought Bo Horvat stepped up today. I thought Noah Dobson was tremendous in the defensive end. And TJ, did you see that little clip I showed you with Romanoff? And it just, its it, it encapsulates everything about Alexander Romanoff, everything, in one little five-second clip. Tell us, Grumpy. Tell us about it. He was, and the Adlers wound up drawing, uh, um, uh, Florida wound up drawing a penalty. Engball got a penalty on it. But it's, Romanoff is just freaking all over the damn ice. He cuts it. Noah Dobson has a guy coming out and He's said And he just cuts right in front. So you got two guys covering one. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? I was even yelling at the TV screen. I said, Romanov, what the hell are you doing? I mean, I just, it's baffling. And people say, oh, Romanov's so much better. He does not play positionally sound, period. And that, and like I said, that little clip that I sent you today is the epitome of everything about Alexander Romanov. Everything. That I hate about him. And, I mean, he's in an age where he should be able to know which side of the ice he's supposed to play on. And I, it's still a monumental struggle for him.
1: I tell you, it's we, we're we winning games. I'm not liking the fashion that we're winning
2: them in. Simple. It's not sustainable, right? It's not sustainable.
1: Yeah, it's, it's simple. It's just we've talked about this last year. It was the same thing that happened last year. We had the same exact conversation. We just got off to a hotter start last year. We talked about last year was a lot of we're losing every single game and we come back and we and we score a whole bunch of goals right at the end. And, you know, that wasn't sustainable there either, right, Grump? And then now, Grump, we're looking here. and What? Thinking we're what? Saying,
2: spit it out. You don't need to mention my name four times. Just spit it out.
1: You okay, Grumpy?
2: Yeah, just it's spit it agitated. out. Stop yelling, stop yelling my name every two seconds. Just spit it out.
1: My God, Grumpy. Wow, Grumpy's really upset about the wins, I guess. Um, you know, here's he the thing. We're consistently giving up a shit ton of shots every night. It's not like it's an isolated incident. It's not like, oh, one night we just happened to give up a whole bunch of shots. We are this, we are giving up the second most shots on net every single night on average. San Jose is the only team giving up more shots on net than us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and our shots, the shots for category haven't been great the last few games. I mean, like a, tonight was another night. Where we almost get out shot two to one. It's like that's it should be you. We should not be happy with the expectation going into thinking ourselves. Oh, God. Okay, we're going to get out shot two to one. They're going to have a lot of chances. I just hope and pray to God that our goaltending is fantastic. And, you know, Grumpy and I talked to ourselves here earlier. We're thinking about doing a call-in show tonight because I'm really curious as to what the fans are thinking. I'm curious as to you know, what the thoughts are from other people. Are they happy with the fashion of which we're winning? Are they upset? You know, what? Let's do a Let's read the room. I'm interested. I can't imagine a lot of fans being happy, but maybe they are. Maybe fans are happy just because we're getting wins, right? Hey, look at our point streak. You know, we've gotten points out of so many games in our last few, even though we're getting overtime losses and we're losing games left and right, we're still got a good point streak going on. and Maybe that's maybe that's exciting. I just haven't liked the way we've been playing hockey recently.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're we're getting dominated. We're playing good teams, and they're absolutely dominating us. We're having luck. We're having some puck luck, right? How many posts, crossbars? We have tremendous goaltending. Great goaltending. That that said, I want to say I loved how the Islanders played like the last six or seven minutes of today's game. Really shut down Florida. I, I thought they did. So, I mean, I thought that was solid. But the rest of the game, I mean, it's like a shooting gallery. They're, the opposition is an our end all the time. It's you can't. It's not sustainable to get you know a shorthanded goal every once in a while, or you know, eventually you're not going to be playing AHL caliber goaltenders. You're going to be playing NHL guys, and then you're going to get beat easily by other teams. I mean, we saw, it, like I said, Carolina and Florida played their AHL affiliate goaltender today in both games. They did. Florida, maybe it's their backup. Still well, the only reason he's the backup. The only reason he's the backup is because Spencer Knight is not with the team right now. He's a freaking AHL goaltender. He's what 30 years old, played for freaking San Jose last year, couldn't even Anheim. start Anheim. there. Anheim. Anheim. What's the difference? Not much of a difference. So, you know, how good is he? Well, we saw it tonight, he sucks. I'm I can't tell you how many shots he didn't know where the puck was. He's falling all over the place, wide open nets. I mean, it was terrible. I mean, he's terrible. And, you know, this is what do we notice, right? Poor goaltending from other teams. Just shows how good our goaltending is. That's the one caveat. Our goaltending is superior to, if anybody wants to play a backup, that should be an automatic win for us. Automatic.
1: We've had f- spectacular goaltending. I loved what I've seen from the star players on our team. Barzal's out with sickness today, but, man, was he great against Carolina.
2: He's been our best player. Three uh, to me, there's three players that have been the best players on the team this year: Sorokin, Dobson, and Barzell. Those are the three best players on the team. Nobody else even close. And, and Bo Horvat. I thought I thought Bo, Bo Horvat was exceptional today. I'll be I honest; it's
3: like kind of open.
1: to be expected at this point that those are our three best players. No.
2: I'm just saying those are the three best, but I thought that Bo um was exceptional today in bo- on both ends of the ice. I thought he was really, really good. He stepped up, I thought.
1: Well, I like that. I like. I like. You know, a guy like that should step up. Does step up?
2: There's been a lot of love
1: going the way of Simon Holmstrom online, which I guess we'll have to talk about. I guess I got. I'll have to respond to Andy. I'll have to do it in a little video fashion, the same way he responded
2: Hol- to me. Okay, Simon Holmstrom is—he's okay. He's fine on the third line. He's good on a penalty kill. Um, I like the role he's in right now. No problem there.
1: No. Well, the criticism came from how can I possibly, after seventy games, know whether this guy is going to be a bottom six forward?
3: How can
2: I know this? Forward. He's a bottom six forward. Don't think he's anything more than a bottom six forward. Anyone who says anyone who says anything different knows absolutely nothing about the game of hockey. Period. Nothing about the game of hockey. Even Butch says, yep, he's a bottom he's a bottom six guy. Even Butch says it. You know, the biggest homer that there is says, yes, he's a bottom six guy. And that's a that's where he wants him. That's a good role for him. That's what he is. That's that no, there's nothing wrong with that. And he's he's been really good in that role this year. Absolutely. Playing on the penalty kill and, you know, uh looking solid defensively. That's what he is. He's got a couple of uh, you know. I think three shorthanded goals is good for him. Of course, they're against the shittiest goaltenders in the league, but still good for him.
1: Would you be shocked at all to find out? Simon Holmstrom is shooting at a clip greater than 33%.
2: Yeah, that's not. Hey guys, be- well, this is, is sustainable. Why is-, why is that? Because he's scared to shoot the puck in five on five play. That's why he doesn't shoot the puck in five, five. He's looking to dish. I mean, that's what he's looking to do. Even the goal that he scored, the backhand goal against Carolina, guess what? He, he wanted to pass the puck. If the Carolina AHL affiliate goaltender didn't just flop down on the ground, he never scores there. I mean, I, I'm sorry. Pump the brakes on on Casper uh, Holmstrom. He's a serviceable third-line forward. No he's, problem
1: there. He's a good third-liner. And there's nothing – like when I say he's a third-liner – it's like people take great offense at, oh, how do you know he can't grow into a top six guy? You guys were talking about how great Wallstrom would be, how this, how this, wrong. Wallstrom has never been given the legitimate shot. Holmstrom this year has been given more of a chance than Wallstrom has. Well,
2: Wallstrom guess what? before his injury. Go ahead. But what happened? What happened? He played himself out of that role. They wanted him to be on the first line, but old guess what? Time. He sucked so bad on the first line that they put him where he should be, which is on the third.
1: And he plays much better on the third line.
2: Yes. yes.
1: What what is so god what is so damn wrong about saying, you know what? The guys had two or three different stints playing on the first line and every single time no one on the first line scores any and i mean any points it's the reason why simon holster through 23 fucking games this season has zero assists newsflash is because when he's playing and when he's getting these opportunities with top line players he's not putting and producing that simple when he's playing on the third line and when he's able to go ahead and pick pockets, when a team tries to get overzealous to try to keep the puck in the zone, he's able to pick the pocket on the penalty kill and force a two-on-one or 2 on zero going the other way. He scores goals. Great. That is their quintessential bottom six forward. Didn't and there's that, nothing wrong with that. Your team needs bottom six guys.
2: Didn't we have a guy like that on our team for a while? Michael Grabner? The same exact thing. Same Michael thing.
1: Grabner, Grabowski, all of those speedy guys who did a good job of pestering teams, create odd man rushes going the other way. But hey, when it required, when it got down to the cut and cut and cut and cut and yeah, not cutting time. Guess what? I'm not relying upon Grabner to score me any goals. Simple.
2: And you'd be foolish to think that Simon Holmstrom is going to score you goals. It's just not. Hey,
1: he's got seven points so far in 23 games this year, Grump.
2: Good. You know what? Good. Seven points. What does that translate to? 25 points on the year. That's what third-line guys do. That's what he is, third-line guy. Nothing wrong with the fact that he's a third-line player. Absolutely nothing. Don't think that he's a savior for this team. He's not. He's just absolutely not. So He
1: does a really good job as a third-liner. A really good job. I like what he brings to the table as a third-liner. Yeah. Guess what? He has, he has exceeded my expectations this year, and my expectations were very low for him. But guess what? He's not a guy who's a healthy scratch. He should be in the lineup every night. He should be playing a consistent bottom six role, and he has an important role there. But, like, I, I, I guess I got into the, the item online where the fans, and I know you've mentioned this before, Grumpy, the fans. Oh, we... We want to celebrate Simon. He's so great. He's so highly lauded online. He's they they rejoice. Oh ho! Simon scores, okay. That with goal? He's, do we, did we do we do that? Did we do that with Pierre Engvall when he scores a goal? Do we do that, with Brock Nelson when he scores a goal? How about Noah Dobson? Do we do that? How about when Romanov scores or Pelik scores? Do we all go online saying, "Hey, this is the best player ever"? No, because
2: we all know he's not. You were mentioning about Bailey though, Grump. It's like Bailey. The fan base, you know, love Bailey whenever he'd score, you know, once every six months. Oh, look at him. He'd have one good game, score two goals, and it's just oh, look at Bailey. You keep Bailey's piece of shit. So is Simon Holmstrom. Okay, they're both bottom six guys.
1: I disagree with you on the Holmstrom. I don't agree. I don't think he's a piece of shit. I think he he's is a solid a bottom sixer.
2: Okay. Then guess what? That's not what you need. That is not what this team needs. I this agree with team that. Needs top six forwards. That's what this team needs. I mean, to think he's anything more, you're deluding yourself again. Just deluding yourself.
1: Perfect third line, third line winger. Yes. What's wrong with that? We have a. Whole Why do you of- take such great offense? I don't understand the need to celebrate our third line. And this is the shit that pissed me off. We're celebrating our third liner. And you know what it's like? It's like, take the clock back to yesteryear, a decade ago. And hey, we've been doing it every year since. We've got the best fourth line in hockey. Are you shitting me? I'm sick and tired of celebrating stories on the back section of the newspaper, on the back section of the sports section. I want to celebrate things like, man, our team is scoring at a crazy pace. We're keeping pucks out of that. We're one of the best teams in the NHL. We're winning games left and right. We're up there. We're up there maybe to win a president's trophy this season. That's how good we're playing. We're over here competing for cups. That's what I want to celebrate.
2: I don't want to start celebrating production from bottom six guys. I'm sick and tired of that bullshit. It's, it's what the Islanders are, a team of bottom six players. That's why you don't win anything. Eventually, you need guys who perform at a high level on your top six line, on your top two lines. That's what you need. I
1: like to celebrate Matt Barzal. I cannot tell you how many of these loser fans shit on Matt Barzal all the time. Oh, he's got he's giving the puck away the most in the NHL. He's also leading our team in points and leads the NHL in takeaways. But we're just going to completely ignore that from the portion. We're going to shit on Sorokin because, oh, he has a bad game every once in a while. He's the best damn goalie that's ever wore the blue and orange ever in the history of the franchise. Sorokin's the best goalie and ungrateful fans are shitting on his day. It's the same thing with all these loser fans who are shitting on Dobson for years and years and years. Now, all of a sudden starting to finally see a little bit what he can do. I'm just like, I will celebrate the guys who have undeniable talent. I will. I just, I'm like, it's just a mindset of like, now we're going back to celebrating the bottom six again. I'm like, am I going to see another decade another lost decade on the horizon. I'm worried about it. I'm worried about having another lost decade on the horizon.
2: Well, it is what it is at this point in time, I guess.
1: Yeah. It's, uh,
2: I mean, you got who are your leading scorers? Who are your leading scorers to this team? Do you know, TJ? I'll tell you. Matt Barzal
1: and Noah Dobson. Matt Barzal, right. and Noah Dobson. You two leading scorers on this team. It's not Bo Horvath. It's not Brock Nelson. It's not Simon Holmstrom. It's not Pierre Engvall. It's not Kyle Palmieri. It's Matt Barzal and your def- your defenseman, who the first game of the season, they were met with a whole shit ton of criticism to where Noah Dobson deleted his Twitter because that's how much the, Islander, the the loser Twitter fans were shitting on his day so hard where he deleted his Twitter. Think about that. Think about that. He's the best damn defenseman on your team. You want to wonder why? Why don't people go to this? Our fan base cannibalizes the damn top tier players on the team. Ah. Anyway. Anyway. It's, I, I'm ready to celebrate greatness. I really want to celebrate greatness on this team. I'm just not sure we're there. I want to
2: be there so bad. This team is never going to be great. This team the players just aren't good enough. Sorry. Hate to tell you, but Hey, let's, let's relish the fact that if the players were held tonight, we'd be the eighth seed getting ready to get beat by whoever the number one seed is either the Rangers or the Bruins. Or Toronto, hey. or whoever. <laughs> I mean, that's after this incredible run that we've had. We right now are eighth in the playoff hunt. Tampa Bay's not in. Pittsburgh's not in. You know that's going to that's going to change. Absolutely. I mean, where are the, where are the Islanders going to be? Probably out on the outside of the playoffs, looking in. Very close. We're not we're not setting the world apart again. Teams are going to start saying. Mm, all right, they're starting to perform a little bit. We're going to have to put our starter in there. We want to win. I mean, it's I, like I said, I thought the last seven minutes of this game today, even though I think Florida had like six or seven primo scoring opportunities, I thought we buttoned them up pretty good. Honestly, kept the puck in the offense in, uh, in, uh, in Florida's end, and it was like the olden days just, you know, glued onto players. I thought that was probably the best last seven minutes we played defensively in a third period. Than we've seen all year honestly yeah i thought that was a really good job tonight but thank you to Stolars. thank you very much i mean you you gave us two points today i appreciate it because we didn't <laughs> deserve to win that game
1: i didn't think we deserved to even be in the carolina game either i was like no, holy shit
2: we it, but the goaltender was just hideous
1: five goals on 16 shots we we surrendered 44 shots coming our direction or wherever the hell it was i and people, are like, oh, 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 guys, but Carolina gets a lot of shots all the time. We're giving up the second most shots on average every single night. So Carolina putting up 44 shots on us is not in, it's not unordinary. It happens every team we play puts up a crazy amount of shots because defensively we're very porous. We just play this turtle shell style. We don't block as many shots as we've had in the past and it allows for primo opportunities. And Outstanding goaltending is the only thing that could make this system run, and I'm like, we've seen in the few games that Sorokin's lost this year when he when he doesn't play his spectacular way, well, you see what happens to that
2: system. It looks mighty bad. He has to be sensational. They both do. Hey, man, was- both have to be sensational for us to win games. And Barlam was tremendous against uh, Carolina. Carolina fantastic.
1: It was, he was fantastic against Carolina.
2: Varley yeah. was great. Even for a backup, he here's the safe. thing: he was tremendous. I mean, you know, there's been a game or two where he struggled, and we get rolled in those games. If our goaltending is not like top two or three in the league, we're not winning. I mean, that's that's just the facts. Those are just facts. It's our not like he's team. dominating possession or we're you know buzzing the net. It's not the sound. Not the way it is. Sorry,
1: we round shot forty three to sixteen against Carolina.
2: And today was 46, I think, to 26, or 46, 24, something like that.
1: Yikes. We're going to open up the full lines here in a second. But I'm like, are you like when you watch the game, right? I, I, I feel like you got to break it down to the minutiae, right? Why do we watch sports? To be, to be entertained. entertained. To be entertained. That's why we watch sports. What entertains us? Well, when the team we root for wins, sure, that entertains us. But also when we see beautiful plays and beauty. In the sport we love, that entertains us. We don't, we very rarely see beauty from our team. We see outstanding saves from our goaltender. How often do you see moments of beauty from the Islanders? Or do you see dominating play where it's like, oh my gosh, every pass we have, it looks like everything is humming. We're controlling all the offensive zone time. We are just dominating out there. How often do we see that from the Islanders? Never. That would be entertaining. I, as a fan, would like to see some of that. I would. And that's what I want from the guys wearing the blue and orange. I want to be able to see some of that. I love when they win. I do. That's half That's half the equation. But I also want to be entertained. That's why I root for the team. That's why I watch sports. It's entertainment. I like to be entertained. And it's really not entertaining when you're getting out shot three to one every night or two to one every night and you're heading in your own zone. And it's like, oh, we're holding on. Let's see if we can skate through to a win here. It was okay for one season. The first season of the trots, I was fine with it. The second season, I was okay with it. The third season. Now we're on year six of this shit, where it's like, oh, hopefully we can just, hold on to the game.
2: That's what it is. It's almost like, okay, we are just going to clear, just chip the puck out of the zone. Just chip the puck out of the zone. Just chip it out of the zone. That's it. I mean, they get a goal and just hope they can hold on. That's That's what it is. Is that sustainable against good teams? I don't think so. I don't either. It's not, but hey, but now you know, the Islanders are five and 17 in their last 22 games against Carolina. Hey, there it is. I thought there was no way we're beating Carolina until I saw that sieve in that. He was awful. Peter. Mean, he, he gave up three, five, five whole goals. Three yep. Slow ones. It's like, dude, this guy sucks. And the other <laughs> kid, the, the Stolarz kid tonight, he blows. Terrible. Terrible
1: hey the the thing I worry about too is in the postseason we're not going to be seeing the Peter Krachekovs we're not going to be the seeing the, the Strollsmans or whatever. what the what, what what's Solar. it Solars we're not going to be seeing the Solars the Peter Krachekovs we're not going to be seeing the line we're going to be seeing guys like well Freddie Anderson we're going to be seeing guys like Bobovsky we're going to be seeing the starting goalie so ha ah,
2: if we make playoffs, I don't think we are.
1: I think I think we can make play. I really do. I
2: still oh, we can. We can make playoffs. I just don't think we are.
1: I think we're right around. It's like a coin toss at this point. I, I like you know when you asked me last week as we were losing games and we had these two games upcoming. I said maybe fifty five percent chance we don't, forty five percent chance we do. I'm back to fifty fifty again. I'm sitting on the fence. I think it's about it's 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 like a coin toss whether we make the postseason or not at this point.
2: Let's say even if you do. And you get rolled in the first round, just like last year against Carolinas. You get rolled by somebody. Is that a successful season? Just being, you know, meh. No. Average it's team? Not. I don't think so. It's not.
1: <laughs>
2: it's not successful season. Because at some point in time we got to turn the page on this particular group. It just and the, the longer the mediocrity is where you're kicking around the playoffs, the old man's not gonna do anything. He needs to go. He needs to go.
1: It's it's the worst spot you can be in is a spot of mediocrity where it's like you're doing just enough to tread water, but it's not good enough to make any sort of substantial impact. And you're in a spot where it's like, okay, you know, we're average and we skate in through the seventh or eighth spot every year in the postseason, right? Half the teams in this in this sport, half of the teams make the postseason. So if you make a postseason, you know you're average to above average. And then, hey, if you're squeaking in at seven and eight and get bounced in the first round, well, you're one of those slightly above average teams. You're not going to win a cup being a slightly above average team. That's what it's all about, winning a Stanley Cup. Yeah. So, anyway, um, yeah, it's just how long can we continue to give up 45-plus shots a night? I'm getting sick and tired of watching it. It's hard to watch. It's like, God. When it, uh, you know what uh, you would see us on here if the next game we play we held our opponent to 15 shots and they weren't playing the second half of a back-to-back game like Arizona did earlier this season we held them to 15 shots we outshot we dominated and beat them 5-0 you would see us out here I don't give a shit what opponent we were playing you'd see us out here celebrating
2: but it doesn't happen well we're playing San Jose on Tuesday so you might well, think maybe you
1: will. this will happen against San Jose the worst team in the NHL well hey there's hope grump there is hope
2: yep oh man oh
1: man Let's do this here. Um, I want to go ahead and jump into our ad read. Uh, well, Grump, let me ask you this. Before we, because we're going to do our ad read, then we're going to open up the phone lines. We want to hear the thoughts of the people. And I'll preface this by saying, there will be a lot of people calling
2: in, I'm sure. We've done the this in question the past. Is, the question is, are you happy with the performance of the team right now? That, that's the question. Are, do you think we're making the place based on the performance of the team? Or
1: just, I think the question is, are you happy with the team right now? I think that's fine. Are you happy? And like what I was going to say, I was going to, I was going to preface what the question will be. But what the big thing is here is this: we're going to be receiving a lot of calls within the short time frame. So please do not get upset if I have to decline your calls because it starts echoing through everything like this. But we will be accepting your calls. We will be picking up calls until you know the the calls stop. Um, but please be patient. Please be understanding. It will take us a second to get through them all. And, you know, once you see it, like, Hey, if you're listening to the show, wait until the caller's up, then give us a ring. So you can go ahead and make sure you get in that queue. Um, but yes, the, uh, the question will be, are you happy with the Islanders right now? I think that's fine. Um, but, uh, today we've got here an ad. To read from DraftKings, Grump, your favorite DraftKings. Um, hey, bet on all the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. You know, who would have ever thought if you were betting this week to say, let's go ahead and bet for the Islanders to beat the Carolina Hurricanes and the Florida Panthers both on the road? But you can add a lot of same-game parlays, and let alone Simon Holmstrom score a goal in both of those games. Don't worry ladies and gentlemen, you can bet through DraftKings sportsbook. You could start adding same game parlays, you could start to really increase the payout there. You could do a lot of that great stuff there with DraftKings sportsbook. Um so make sure you give it a shot, make sure you give it a try. Look for the same game parlays and uh you know, hey, if you watch the Islanders, you know the Islanders well. Go ahead and bet on the Islanders. Bet on them to win, bet on them to lose. Hey, put your money where your mouth is. Have a good time. Um but download the app now and use the promo code THPN New customers can get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting $5 on hockey. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. If you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, if you have a gambling problem, call 877 8 Hope NY or, vi- or text Hope NY. In Connecticut, Help is available if you have a gambling problem if you call 888 79 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. Please play responsibly on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort. You must be 21 years or older, but age varies by jurisdiction. It's void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com/slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources.
2: Okay. Um just one ad read today.
1: I don't know. Um the end of yeah, nope, nope, that's it. The Raycon was through the end of November. So we are in technically December time here now. So just one ad read here for today. Um okay. you know, the I will say this about the, the 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 metro right now. Seems like all the teams are closely bunched together.
2: Yeah, which is bad news for us because if you look at the standings, you got uh You know, Pittsburgh has 24 points in 23 games. The Devils, 23 points in 22 games. I mean, you know those teams. They just have too much talent not to write the ship, right, which I think is bad news for the Islanders. Just because we're up one point or two points on these teams and they have games in hand, it's not like we're 10 points up, right? Let's be honest.
1: We go through a time period. I think it's before Christmas you're going to know what the team really is. You go through a time period when you look at our schedule. We play a lot of metro teams in that short time frame. You're winning games, you'll be okay. Because you look at it, we play starting December 20th, we play the Capitals, the Hurricanes, the Penguins, the Capitals, the Penguins. Right? Those are gonna be five very important games. All against right? Capitals are a team that's fighting for the postseason. Same thing with the Penguins. Same thing with the are. Hurricanes. Was that? I don't think Capitals are that good. They're a team that's not scoring enough goals. Right. Simple. They're not. I mean, like, I know they're, I know they're, you know, they're, they have more of the same amount of points with us and they've got, right. They've got three games in hand on us, but they're just not, they're simply not scoring enough goals. Yes. You know, same problem, similar problems with the Hounders have. Just simply don't score enough goals. That's it. And think about it. We had how many games where we've scored three or four goals in a row? We're still bottom five in the NHL and goal scored a game. Think about that. Bottom five. We don't score goals. It's been a problem for years. still is a problem. Always has been a problem. But again, I'll preface this. The question for every single person, and I'll remind you when we get you on the phone, is are you happy with the Islanders? That's our question today. We want to know from you. And again, we'll get a lot of calls in a short time frame. So it, it's our first time doing a call-in show in a while. So the, the likelihood of me screwing something up is definitely there. So please be patient <laughs> is all I'll say. Um, but we will open up the lines here. Um, gotcha. Lines are opened. Um, the telephone number you call is going to be in the top left-hand portion of the screen, that call-in number. Um, it's uh, 318-608-2245.
2: 318-608-2245. 2245 just because maybe everyone is not watching. Maybe they're listening.
1: Well, all of the items that go live grumpy have a visual component. So the, um, yeah, you to see it on either YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter and you have to watch those. So they're going to be able to see that, but no worries. You can give it for the auditory only individuals too. So they'll know yes. that that's coming. 318-608-2245. <laughs> Please don't repeat it again. Thank God. <laughs> um but you know i'm not yeah i don't know it's kind of in an odd spot right now the team the team when they won their last two games but in like my god how bad did we look while doing it that matters it does
2: let's let's just tap into a couple of comments until we get our first did you
1: did you start comments grumpy you know what comments were tapping i don't know how to
2: start comments i don't know how to start comments
1: Okay, so you didn't. You don't don't
2: give me that access. You don't trust me to star the comments, as everyone knows. (sighs) The show would run too smooth if I had that ability.
1: The technology. See, there you go. Why
2: why did you say, have you starred comments? You're telling me what we're going to do,
1: but you you know what it means. Oh, I can just read the comments. How about that? (laughs) So easy. Okay, you go. Drew L. Grump.
2: Drew says, I'm just so done with this team. I've never felt true depression being a fan of a sports team until now, f this team. All they do is win unnecessary games against backup goaltenders. True. Drew also adds because Drew went a little roll here, so we're going to hit these next two comments for certain. For a GD part for a GD participation trophy, lose trading away another first round pick, and he will be back next year thanks to finding Julian Gauthier and sweet talking ownership. Drew seems unhappy. And let's say he's going to double down here, I feel.
1: Okay, you just read the comments. "Just Just
2: Just to extend the eventual rebuild, despite every other team's fan base seeing us as a complete joke. I'm so done with this garbage organization, garbage owners, and this garbage hockey team. Drew is unhappy. I you, Matthew. Line Hopefully,
1: line you're line. doing well, buddy. Anthony Rizzi says here, I hate to admit it, but I think Holmstrom may be a good, solid third liner for us. A penalty killer in somebody that you know will net around 10 to 15 goals for us. I've already come to that. I think he absolutely is. He's already a solid third liner. I think he will be a solid third liner, and
2: um, I've got no problem with that. None at all. Um, He's a third liner. You just don't want to get third liners with your first overall draft with your first draft pick. The only Joseph draft pick C. the old man's made. The only draft pick, first round draft pick the old man's ever made, and he picks up a third line. That's not good enough. Joseph C says sucks too because the Islanders might be convinced into being buyers because they could very well be bunched up with all those teams competing for the last two wild card spots. True.
1: That that's that's the biggest worry. And I think that's probably going to be the likely scenario of where we're going to be. We're going to be a team that's right on the outside looking in. We're going to be a team that just squeaks into the postseason or maybe we'll just be in on the outside looking in or we'll be in one of those last spots. We're going to trade away our first-round pick. Oliver Wallstrom will be traded as well. You can mark that down. Oliver Wallstrom was benched in the game against Carolina. He's not the reason we were giving up 45 shots a game. (laughs) But he was benched in a game against Carolina in which we gave up a goal in the last 30 seconds of the game. And, well, it wasn't Wallstrom's fault. Okay, let's just do process by elimination. Who should be the one without in the little timeout box? He was benched there, and he's benched again tonight.
2: And just to let you know, it was like the last three seconds of the game against Carolina.
1: Oh, it was the last – you know, we've blown so many late leads. It's tough for me to remember which one exactly it is. Um, But, uh, yeah, like uh, Oliver Wallstrom will have a new home come the tail end of this year or come the trade deadline. Our first-round draft pick will be gone. And uh, Oliver Wallstrom will be as well. I would assume he played. Okay, he played eight minutes against the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah. You have any thoughts on that?
2: No, I'm just. Yeah, that's that's correct. I mean, nothing else to be, needs to be said about that, right? We've beaten that horse to death. I don't know.
1: I, like, don't put him on the ice then. What benefit does he have? If you are going to play a guy like that nine minutes, play play right when Matt Barzal comes back. Uh, keep Garthier in the lineup. Then he's uh, Wallstrom is not a guy who can benefit you in an eight games eight minute stretch of a game playing the bottom six role.
2: Yeah, it's not his skill set. They do a lot. They they ruin goal scores all the time.
1: Thomas Amadeo Grump.
2: Hey Grumpy and TJ, big win tonight. Yes, it was.
1: Absolutely, um, you know it's wasn't a pretty one but it was still one uh john smith said here come back from a job interview tj yes i got done with my late evening job interview is what it is there um why are you wearing a post office outfit today because i work at the post office brett w says here t tj did your watch break or something no 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 we were out we just got back though uh, David Sean McDonald says, I don't care that we're 5-1-1 one, one in the last seven. Oh, that's, that's going to be the new one that they're pushing. Guys, we're super hot. We're 5-1-1 one, one in the last seven games. Believe. We're looking like garbage on the ice, says David. Um, our goaltending got us wins, and the poor goaltending from other teams got us wins.
2: Absolutely. It's yeah. so obvious. We Our edge in goaltending is like night and day compared to other teams.
1: Freedom of adventure.
2: Grumpy TJ X, no X today. X is at a wedding. Uh, Guys, don't you think Lou can't fire Lambert because that would be a second hire and fire? And that uh, takes away the protection from him losing his job. We all know it's the roster and not the coach. Um, I don't think management cares. I don't think they care. I think they're just happy that, you know, maybe this can turn into some type of money for them. Who knows?
1: Look at you. Are you finally on the same spot as me, Grumpy? No. It sounds like you kind of are, buddy. No. Okay. Sounds like you're finally coming around to thinking the same way I am. They're just looking to make this as profitable as possible and try to sell off. Um, You know, I I tell you, it's – I don't think Lane Lambert's – for all those people who were just three games ago chanting to fire Lane Lambert – I don't think you fire a guy after going five, one, and one in a seven-game stretch. That's probably not likely. So your no coach is any going problem. anywhere. Your coach I ain't go the guy you want going ain't going anywhere. So, and a yeah. matter of about 10 games from the road, they'll be screaming the same exact thing, fire lane, fire lane, all that same shit over and over again. It's a perpetual cycle, it seems like. Um, here you go here. Um Oh, TJ looks like a Walmart manager. Thank you. Wow. Absolutely. TJ styling tonight. Thanks to there, Freedom Fund. Nick C said, wow, TJ, nicely dressed. Had to show had to show Grumpy up today. That's right. Look at me. Look at me. Look how well I'm dressed I am. Grumpy. No, I don't have a name tag. Uh Anthony Rizzi says here. I have to say I'm so disappointed with our defense for a team who is known for defensive goaltending. Our defense core, even with Pellick, really sucks. We need to rebuild out the entire defense.
2: There's only one defenseman worth keeping on the whole team, and that's number eight, period. Everybody else could be moved. Everyone else. He He is far and away our best defenseman. It's not even close for number two, which I guess would be Pellick would be number two.
1: I'd think so too, but Dobson is just head over heels. I mean, the best Um, it's just, it's just a really people think it's a name tag. It's a vineyard vines. So it's a vineyard vines jacket. It's not a name tag. I'm looking at it. Kind of looks like a damn name tag. Um, Grumpy is watching the Rangers game. Is that the case? Grumpy, you're watching the Rangers game. I'm not watching
2: TV right
4: now.
1: Flex crew, grumpy flex crew.
2: (laughs) The Islanders team just isn't good enough. End of story. True, true. Yep. You're gonna you're gonna find the Lamanites think that we're good enough. We're not. And at the end of the day, we'll be proven right, and they'll be proven wrong again. I mean, just the way it is. Anthony Rizzi, uh, Horvett played well tonight. I think he did too. Barzell, for at least five or six games, has really played like the Barzell of old. Nice to see that fire in him again. I think Barzell's been our best forward by far. This season, it's not even. You know how you want to know how good he is. Butch even said he's been by far the best player on the team this year.
1: Remember when all the fans out there early on were talking about how poor? Oh, we need more from Matt Barzal. Matt Barzal is not doing it this that, yet. Matt Barzal has looked the same way at the beginning of the season as he's looked now. He's been spectacular. Best forward on our team. Not even close for second. Not Still even. remains the same. Um, Nick C. It's, said, so nope. ob-
2: it's so obvious when Matt Barzell is skating around, just how little talent we have on this team. It's true.
1: Nick C, grumpy.
2: I know people are going to say, we're on a point streak, just one, two straight, but I'm still not happy with the way the team is playing. I still believe Lane has to go.
1: Oh, shit. Uh, just now looking, I think the the call, oh, man, I hope the call line, apparently people can't get into the calls. Shit. I'm going to try to go ahead and get this worked out here for a second. Give me a sec. Uh, but I'll keep popping up comments. Uh, I may have screwed the pooch on this one, guys. There's a shocker. Yeah, um, yeah. What can I say? What can I say? Um, but uh, Joseph C. Grumpy.
2: I want to make a friend of the Devils so bad for losing to the Sharks last night, but we play them all on Tuesday. That said, haha, New Jersey. Devils don't have a goaltender, right? What did we say would be the thing that could derail the Devils? It's the fact that they don't have a goaltender. Schmid and Vanacek both suck. They should have realized how bad they sucked in the playoffs last year. They could have made a move to try to get Hellebuck. They determined it was good having shitty goaltenders, and we're still going to be able to outscore teams. And the Devils are a good team. But guess what? Their goaltending absolutely sucks. I think Doug Hamilton is also going to be out for a while too. So that hurts them on the back end as well. But the fact is their goaltending is abysmal, just abysmal. Um, Pony, Pony Curtis says, boys, what a freaking crazy stretch we're in for. Yeah, we've, I mean, it's crazy. We don't look good, but we're playing well. Nick C says, Horvat really stepped up today with the absence of Barzi. I thought he did too. I thought he was really, really good today. He should play like that every day. Uh, Anthony Rizzi says, it's a shooting gallery every game. I can't believe we are just this bad on defense. We are because we're an older team, slow in the back end. I mean – Scott Mayfield's holding guys all the time. Yep. It's so I'm like, man, he's not getting called. You'll see the little ticky-tack penalties that uh, the Islanders draw. But it's like, man, our guys are clutching and grabbing all the time. We're lucky that the officials just look the other way on that. Really lucky.
1: Nice game against the Shark. Feels like a trap game, says David Shaw McDonald.
2: I think we beat the Sharks. I think we beat the lesser teams. I do.
1: Matthew ask Grump.
2: Anders uh he says Anderson is a blood clot so he's out for a while and Ranta sucks. Yeah, but Ranta's better than the other kid. Ranta does suck. He's a backup. The other kid's an AHL goalie. He blows.
1: <laughs> Peter krachekov absolutely is.
2: Yeah. Um Ponyboy Curtis TJ, can you pull up Bo Effen whiffing on that shot in the slot passing to Pelic at the most at a, the most obtuse angle?
1: Um probably not. I'm That's trying to get this.
2: Let's just well, yeah. says the latest start time ever. As a goof, would you ever consider a random start like 2 30 in the morning? No, no,
1: grumpy usually is up by then, anyway. And
2: this, and here's the thing this podcast will be shorter than the other ones, I can guarantee you that. David okay. Chummick's says exactly, grumpy old man giving up 45 to 50 shots while blocking another 20 30 is not a recipe for success, it's not. And you're just it's not even like you're generating any chances. I don't know how much uh offensive zone time we had in, in tonight's game. But it couldn't have been much. Like uh, in the first period, I think we didn't even get in their zone until it was like 10 minutes to go in the period. It was it was bad. <laughs> we mean, didn't just, register our
1: first shot until 10 minutes of the period. Think about I that. Mean, that's
2: like, come on. That's the best you can do. I, it just, I mean, okay, we won a couple of games. Are you happy with the way the team's playing? I, I To me, the answer is no. I mean, wouldn't you feel better if you're going to lose a game? Wouldn't it be better? Yeah, you really dominated the other team. A couple of breaks went their way. That's why you lost the game as opposed to this. Well, yeah, we were throttled out there. But, you know, they were playing their AHL or their ECHL affiliate goaltender. And, you know, thank goodness he let six goals go through the five hole. I know he only had eight shots, but he didn't put six in. It's not like we're that great. Nick C says, Homestream has been a pleasant surprise so far. He will be a very good third liner for us and a good PK guy. Just can't get any helpers out of him. Yeah, because he he's a goal hanger too. If you ever look where he is, he's up by the blue line. Uh, he uh, he's he, Here's the thing. He's fine on the third line. That's what I'm saying. He's a fine third line player. You can put him there. Don't expect anything more out of him. That's the issue.
1: Absolutely. Okay, we're going to get the phone lines up. They're almost up. We've been b- busting away. They're almost up. Hold on.
2: Anthony Rizzi says the road trip is a false sense of how this team is, really. We are not good. Defense is clueless. The sad part, this is a veteran team. We should not be rattled in the third period every time. I mean, that's 100 He's 100% correct. 100% correct.
1: All righty. Uh, freedom and, Fun Adventure.
2: Anyone else surprised? Holmstrom has more goals than Kachuk? Yeah, I'm surprised.
1: The phone line should now officially be opened. I had to reclaim the phone number because I have apparently waited. Ah, here they're coming. They're coming, Grump. I was like, damn. I was like, maybe. I'm like, Grumpy, nobody's picking
2: up here. So we're glad that. uh, Yes, uh, I think. uh,
1: Now, now. oh, shit, man. You know, I haven't done this in a while. But, uh, Grump, read our next comment, please, from Goon Goon. says,
2: why couldn't our beloved Islanders score an empty net for three minutes? Were we on the receiving end of a vicious prank? Nope, not at all. Um, what was actually happening was the fact that we couldn't get the fuck out of our zone.
1: I mean, hey, you're you're live here with TJ and Old Man. Can you hear us?
3: I can hear you, TJ.
1: Oh, great! It's it's Mark Grumpy. How are you, Mark?
3: What's up, guys? Yeah, I'm great. Love the show. Uh, you usually agree with you guys. The first question was, are you happy with? How the team is played. I'm not happy to say how the team is played. I'm surprised how well we've done in terms of our record. Uh, and I know a lot of it has to do with OT points,
5: but uh, OT
3: loss points. But um, two points. First of all, the NHL is very average weak After you get by the first four or five, pretty damn good teams, it's a very average to below average type. I believe. Number two, you guys are always talking about goalies. NHL goalies aren't that great anymore. Yeah. You know, whether you have the first string guy in on most teams or the second string guys, none of these goalies are that good except for Shurkin. You know, I don't even think Sorokin's had a great year. I think he's been okay. I don't think his stats are great, you know, but I mean, most of these goalies, Aren't that great anymore, and this used to be a really like goalie type league. And I don't feel sorry for the Buffalo or the Edmonton's or the Jerseys. Go make a trade for a good goalie. The Islanders have two goalies. Go offer us the house for Sorokin. Go offer us a number one pick and a player for uh, for for for, for Veramwa.
1: We we wouldn't we were not even listening last year for potential offers for Varlamov. Off. I don't think we would listen. Yeah, now.
3: I understand, but like seriously, I don't feel bad for Buffalo. Go miss the playoffs again, and then we could hear how good their prospects or their young players are. The Devils they're going to blow they're going to blow their season up this year. You got Hamilton out; they can't get a goalie, and then like teams like Edmonton, you know, guys like you would be like, oh, they got McDavid. They you know they got all these like good. You know, named offensive guys. Hey man, go trade. You know, go trade somebody for a real goalie and go make real offers. Because seriously, if you don't have a goaltender, and this scares me because I think the Rangers could really win. Could really win the Cup Because they really have a goalie. Um. Hey man, go trade for a goalie and go offer like a really good scorer for a goalie to one of these teams, including us. You know, Grumpy always talks about how the direction of this team or this franchise isn't great. And I and I agree with him in, in a lot of respects. Even though I think Lou has made some good minor moves. You know, I like the horror trade, believe it or not. I like getting guys like golf the air and stuff like that. But this is the deal. You want to change the direction of like, let's say, our prospect list, go get rid of Sorokin and get a ton back. All right, thank you so much. And then you got your, your retool that everyone seems to be begging for. But you've got a good four or five teams, including even Toronto. Hey, man, you better get a goalie. Else you're going to be getting knocked out in the first and second round. And you guys are no better off than a team like the Islanders that comes in seventh and eighth place every year. Yeah. And I disagree with you guys. We're making the playoffs this year. There's no doubt in my mind. We haven't even played well. Sorokin hasn't played that great. And when I say he hasn't played that great, he hasn't been, you know, the Sorokin of last year. And the it. I think Fence was terrible last year. You guys are bragging about Noah Dobson? He was awful last year. This year he's fantastic. We let up 40 shots tonight? Yeah, we don't have Pellick either. Okay. Our best player Barzell didn't play. Yeah, we're not a Stanley Cup type of team, but, man, oh, man, if you guys were kind of like fans of some of these other teams I've mentioned, I think they've done a worse job than Will because they do have the players. All
2: right. Matt Mark, thank you so much for the call. I'm going to cut I, you off I now. All right. I'm going to cut oh. you off, and I'll just uh, – go ahead, TJ. Pick up the next call. I'll oh. just – just well, no, there,
1: there is no next call right now, Grumpy. So oh, okay. why,
2: pay attention, Grumpy. There's so, but, there's so few. I just want to touch on one thing Mark said. How many teams can afford Sorokin? salary cap wise and they're not trading him. They didn't sign him that to that deal to trade him. So they're, they're
1: not going to trade stroke and they're not going to trade Varlamov. that, right. you know, teams that and, don't have goalies are flawed too. Just like teams have no offense. We're both and, flawed. And that's why none of those teams are winning a cup. I will agree. say this regarding Dobson grump, you know, cause you, you, you regarding Dobson, he was paired up with Sebastian Ajo last year. And that's why so much. And Romanoff. And Romanoff. Romanoff. The worst defenseman on this team. And, and years prior, he was paired up with Johnny Boychuk in the last year of his career. He was paired up with Andy Green in the last two years of his career. He was paired up with Daniel O'Char in the last year of his career. We brought this up multiple times on the show. That's why he struggled. It was not him. Is he had a miserable defensive partner?
2: You're playing so, with Alec. All of a sudden, you're, he's able. He looks really good, and he's he's so solid and smart out there. Again, he's 23 years old. Yeah.
1: Hey, it's Grumpy. Do you know who this is calling in, Grumpy? Who would you guess? Who could you guess is calling in right now, Grumpy? He cut. D Cut, what's up, D Cut? How are you?
5: The boys, what's the cooking, guys? How you been? Hey,
2: Not let bad. me ask you a question, D Cut. I got a question for you. Um, I know you're the leader of the Matt Barzell fan club, and you <laughs> must be really happy with how he's performed this year.
5: Well, if you went on uh, Isles Misery tonight, grump, you would see uh, the Isles is a 15 7 and 2 in the last 24 games that he hasn't played so. Um, that kind of fits my narrative. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Are we
2: yeah, but we're probably playing yeah. backup goalies, right? And the San Jose's of the world. Well,
5: Hey, any way we could take them, but, uh, I hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. I've been on the mend a little bit, some health issues, but, uh, I'll okay. be around a little more, hopefully going forward. Uh, a couple of things, uh, there's no structure on this team guys. I mean, Look, I know I'm hard on uh, Lambit, but this is uh, Scott Gordon, Doug Wade territory. I mean, we're giving up 35, 45 shots a game. Yes. This isn't sustainable. I mean, look, Valamo's been a terrific uh, number one goalie. Sorokin's been a <laughs> solid backup this season. Uh, but you know, seriously, what I would do is I would I would bring in Dean Everson. Uh, to me, he brings structure. He took a team with very little talent, with terrible cap terrible cap situation. He turned them around. Yeah, he had one bad streak this year. This Garen scapegoated him. He's a piece of garbage. Um, I'd bring in everything. Num- his number one lieutenant is Bob Woods. He's a magician uh, coaching defense and the penalty kill. And this Doug Hooter is a disaster. Our penalty kill is embarrassing. Embarrassing and i'd believe huda i'd relieve leave lane hopefully by you know by mid-december Pellick is back and yeah we're gonna at best sneak into the playoffs as an ac to get bounced in the first round we we all know this yeah i'm I'm not breaking any news here but uh but i did tell you guys that wallstrom would be playing in europe by 2025 and that's looking pretty good uh this is what the second coach actually it's about the seventh coach that's bowed on him in his career uh, he's a coach killer, but, uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, uh, like I said, it, it is what it is. And, and you guys are overrating Pittsburgh to no end. I mean, how many, they suck last year. They stink this year. They haven't won a playoff round in six years. I, I mean, you guys are just overrating Pittsburgh. They are not a good hockey team. Uh, we're not a good hockey team. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not bragging about us but Pittsburgh is a mediocre at best hockey team with a goalie who we know, it, you know, when you said, oh, the Islanders are playing some of the Metro teams, and Pittsburgh's one of them. Well, I hope the, I hope uh, Sully Sullivan's smart enough not to play Jerry against the Islanders because we know how that goes, and we've seen it now for three or four years. So anyway, just getting a couple things off my chest. Again, I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Um, and uh, I'll be around a little more. So thanks the time, real quick, D-Cut. Are you happy with the team? Of course. No, I'm never happy with the team, PJ. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I was only totally happy with the team when the, when, the, when the barrel was coaching. That's when I was happy with the team. I can't take these games where we're giving up all these primo scoring chances. It, it just reminds me of Doug Wade. it reminds me of Scott Gordon. The, we're winning. We're winning by smoke and mirrors. These, game, these games, guys. I mean, let, let's be serious. How many? How many posts have the other teams hit? I mean, and I'm not. I'm not getting on our goalies. Uh, but every night, the other team's hitting three or four posts. I mean, I, I talk with BP during every game. We're amazed how many posts these other teams hit, uh, and that's with our goalies being terrific. So this block is going to run out. Our shooting percentage over the past week is. It's incredible. I mean, you know, we're scoring four or five goals a game on, on 15, 20 shots. That's just not, not sustainable going forward. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'd I get rid of this bum Lambert now, bring in Everton. At least he's a quality coach with structure and go from there. But uh, again, thanks for the time, guys. And I'll speak to you All again right, soon. Appreciate
2: you hearing from me again. Yeah, I just, I mean, I know D Cut uh, from Isles Misery rated R. He's a big fan of Matt Barzell and Noah Dobson, Ilya Sorokin. He's right on par with us. I know he is. You know,
1: here, here's the thing. I think, do we have structure? No, not really. Right, hey Grumpy. As much as I like probably what Lane did last year, it's a lot of questionable things he's done this year. I think he looks at time when we're struggling. He looks clueless, which is not. It's not good to look clueless when your team struggles. Simple. I don't know how long of a leash he has, but I'll tell you one thing: when you go on a seven, you know, when you're on a seven-game stretch, you go five wins and one one loss in regulation, one overtime loss. You, you know, your leash gets extended a little bit if that makes sense. It's going to take another yeah. uh, another spiral into the down and the and the depths in order for him to get removed.
2: Yeah, I don't think he's close to getting fired right now.
1: Yeah. Maybe. I mean, you go
2: five, one, and one in seven games. You're not. You're not getting fired. You're not in the hot seat.
1: Yeah. Um, we got another call here, Grumpy. Give me one sec here as I get this all linked through. All righty. I think we've got here coming on. Is this Drew? Drew, can you hear us? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. How are you, Drew? First
0: first question. Good, how good. Are you? Uh, um, I'm better now. Uh I kind of was just feeling my emotions earlier in the chat, but <laughs> I was driving up to Carvel earlier and I was just a freaking mess because I was just, you know, I was just unhappy with the way Florida played just because Sorokin kept on saving everything like he was Jesus Christ. So it was very frustrating. I'm better now.
1: <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Are you happy
0: with the Islanders right now? I think you know the answer to that question. Uh, that's a clear-cut no. Because <laughs> I want him to just suck out loud. <laughs> that's been my goal this whole time. I wanted them to suck so bad that ownership would have to question everything. And it just seems like now, with the amount of overtime losses we've racked up, and you know, now that we keep winning, it's backup goal, It only further enables the behavior of Lou to just go out buy another player to deadline, trade it, piss away another first-round pick, and just, you know, ride it another 8 seeded season in hopes to, you know, get what's in the seats for ownership. That's literally what it seems like. I'm just not happy with the direction. That's really it.
1: Yeah, and I, don't, I mean, like, you know, we share that same sentiment. I mean, this is, it's the same, it's the same song and dance that seems to occur every year and the same result, but it's like, I'm not happy with the result, but we continue to still think it's a desirable result. It simply just is not. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, we want better. We want more for the team. The only way that can happen is through change. The only way change happens is if something bad occurs, unfortunately, they're not going to change up something that works. And when you're just going status quo, this, this ownership group has has made it pretty clear that when you go status quo, they don't change anything up either. So the only way for change to happen is via loss and via poor performance. So it's kind of forces us yeah, to, to think that way.
0: It's like the bane of the existence of this entire team is just the owners not knowing the sport of hockey, or really how to build a team in general. That seems to be what our Achilles heel right now. Because, I mean, if you want to talk about like my narratives and stuff like that, I was making the tank thing is like a meme like all over Twitter because you know I want to piss off the laminites, and I got a plenty of a bunch of plentiful rela- uh, reactions from those people. They were not happy as my constant bashing of the team and Lou and all this other stuff, but, you know, the problem now is, is with the amount of overtime losses we've racked up, we have enough points to where we're in that sweet spot where Lou could just say, you know what, goodbye first-round pick, goodbye Wallstrom, goodbye other young prospect, probably Samuel bolduke for, let's say, another second-line talent who's equivalent to that of a Bo Horvat, and it's just you know it's not enough talent to be good it's not enough talent to win a stanley cup and you know and with our team just getting older and older and older every year i mean we're going to try and plug in as many holes as we can but it's never going to work out we're going to be another first round round exit team this year and lost like four to five games that's how i see it
1: in order to be successful in the nhl you need to have younger players who have cost certainty that are going to be under team control either as an entry-level deal or as a restricted free agent that are able to keep expenses down. And and and, order, and it gives you more cap space so you can have those higher-end guys that you can keep on your team. But when you're consistently trading those picks away, it doesn't happen. Now, here's the thing. We're going to trade away our first-round pick this year. Even though I'm saying it now, I'm still going to be having an apoplectic reaction when that happens, because I guess it's just like the realization that will be six years in a row trading away a first round pick. So that's the thing I'm not looking forward to. It's terrible. It's yeah. it's, uh, that's going to be the thing that really sends me over the edge because the production this year, we kind of are what we are. I could see us trading for another guy that's on an expiring deal, giving up a first, giving up Wallstrom, giving up other pieces. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be unfortunate for us is it's, it's not what any of us fans are looking forward to. That are are wanting the team to be a real contender. This team, I've never, I have not heard anybody come on this show say, "Yes, I believe our team's a Stanley Cup contender."
0: Not one. Well, here's the thing about that, TJ. You, the thing that you got to realize is, like, people like Bill and all those people are doing it for narrative purposes only. They don't really care about the team's success, at least in my opinion. They don't. They care about, you know, Simon Holmes from developing into that top six, just so they could say. I was right and you were wrong. And it's just, you know, it's childish. It's like, at this point, it's like, dude, do you really care about the team or do you care about your narrative more? Because it seems like nowadays you've gotten clouded in our judgment of narrative. Like I'm like, for my narrative, I'm using is like jokes. I mean, I don't actually really a hundred percent believe that we should unintentionally tank. I would like for that to happen, but I'm not, at the end of the day, I'm an Islander fan at heart. I want to see this team win. I just wanted to just make sure it's not the winning isn't leading to a dark and The sad thing is it is. And it's only going to continue that way unless, you know, we go on another major losing streak and, you know, teams start playing their starting goaltenders against That's the only way it's going to work.
1: We're just treading water is the unfortunate portion. And it's not like it's like we're out in the ocean and the the, the tide's going to go ahead and recede at any point. We're just treading water and we will be for a while. But Drew, thank you so much here for the call today. Thanks, Drew.
2: Yeah. See you, Grumpy. Later.
1: <laughs> grumpy. A man of many words, Grumpy Old Man.
2: What can I tell Later. you?
1: Later. Well, Grumpy, well, we'll we'll wait to see if we've got more calls and more calls coming in. The phone lines are open. Uh, thank you for everybody who has called in already. Mark, D cut, Drew, anybody who wants to call in, always know. Phone lines are open. We want to know a few things for those who are just joining in. If you are, are you happy? With you, Oh shit, hold on a second. Damn. You know what I just noticed? I asked people to call into the phone line and I removed the call in number.
2: Shit. Yeah. Once again, the number is 318-608-2245.
1: Would have been helpful if I kept that up, wouldn't it? So that's the number. Yeah. That's where we're running across, I guess, the tech issues. So uh give me one second. So there's back up the phone number um for everybody patiently waiting my apologies many apologies please forgive me um who do we have live with this year on the phone hey jp what's up what's up is jt or jp jp what's up yeah, oh yeah, jp what's up jp yeah. how are you i'm doing well how are you oh yeah you <laughs> not bad not bad are, are you happy are you happy with the islanders
6: I, I haven't been happy with the islanders for a really long time i I do want to just make a quick comment. I, you know, as I've watched the league this year in, in general, I'm noticing that in, at least this is my perception is that they're going back to kind of allowing more obstruction and allowing more holding and, and flashing and hooking. And I'm just wondering if that's actually somehow in a very perverted way helping uh, the Islanders of of this season win some of these games, even though I understand they're allowing like eight hundred shots a game. I just I am curious if that if the uncalled stuff is actually helping the teams that don't have as much speed, yes, to to bring into the offensive zone.
1: Absolutely, I think last year they probably reached, and I'll get your opinion on this too, Grump. I think last year they probably reached a little too far um with what they were calling i mean like how many of these like little ticky tack calls did we see you know you put a stick on the hands an immediate call we'd see all that type of stuff and now you know we're seeing a little bit gets let go a tiny bit more we're a team that we are a veteran team that tries to get away with as much as the ref allows us to i think
2: yeah in my opinion uh it helps the lesser teams it absolutely does the clutching and grabbing and i I mentioned it uh, earlier in today's show how it's so obvious that we're interfering and holding and hooking, grabbing sticks, yanking guys from behind, and nothing's getting called. When the league relaxes those rules, it benefits the lesser teams. It just does, and I think the Islanders absolutely benefited from that this year. Absolutely. I've,
6: well, one more quick thing, or maybe a couple more quick things before I, you know, I'm. I wish the hell they would just play Wallstrom for a couple of weeks, like 16, 17, 18 minutes a night. And if he just totally tanks, then send him down and let's just get this charade over with already. Uh, but the other thing that I wanted to say before I, before I go is uh, when I was four and you know, in the fantasy and you know, the last three weeks just demolished my team and my son turned to me he's 11 he goes dad you were four no oh, what happened and i answered him i said tj and the grumpy old man happened to me <laughs> so oh, <laughs> anyway uh, have have a good night though. i'll see you uh, good thanks, talk to
1: you thanks so much jp for the call thank you call from brian hey it's tj and the grumpy old man is this brian it, it is how are you brian I'm good. DJ yourself? Not bad. Not bad. Let me ask you. Are you happy with the Islanders right now? (laughs)
6: Absolutely not.
1: Why? Why are you not happy with the Islanders? I want to hear.
6: I'm resentful. I feel like the arrogance of Lou Lamorello and the ownership is insulting. Um, Quite honestly, they're not worth watching. They're not worth buying the merch. Um the a nice product is horrible and uh I just resent them.
1: I don't I don't think you're wrong. I don't think here's the thing. I don't think I could say that you're wrong to have that feeling because I feel that way too sometimes. Grump, go ahead. I think, I think
2: the problem I think for me the problem is there's no I, I just don't feel like we're moving towards being a good team. I guess that's my biggest it's like I can't I can't see down the down the railroad tracks enough. I just can't. I just we're just stuck with this group for years, and we just don't perform. And it's like, where there's nothing to be positive about. I mean, just treading water, being like the 16th or 17th team in the league or 18th, it's just not good. I I don't think it just. And the product, like Brian mentioned, just not fun to watch. It's just not fun to watch.
6: And it's not like you can get excited and say, hey, you know, at least we're exciting to watch him. We're young and there's, you know, uh, the the carrot at the end of this as a reward. Um, If you've been a fan of this team for a long time, it's just more of the same. I
1: I think what we were all hoping for after enduring decades of pain was eventually, sooner or later, we're going to be one of the top tier teams. We're going to be one of the teams that everybody envies. We're going to be one of the teams where people say, I wish I could be the New York Islanders. I wish our team was as skilled as the Islanders. I wish our defense was as buttoned up as the Islanders. I wish our goaltending was as great as the Islanders. They say that about the goaltending, but none of the other stuff. And we're just not that. And it's just like, that's where I'm like, man, I want to still get to that point. So yeah. Yeah, Brian, any other thoughts you have there? You want to share with us before you jump?
6: I, I, I just really wish that uh, as fans can be loyal and that's fantastic, but I think the best thing we could do collectively right now is just don't fill the arena, don't watch it on TV, don't buy the merch, and you just got to stick it out that way because uh, we keep being loyal. It's not getting us anywhere.
1: True. True. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Brian, for the call on. Thank you. Um,
2: nice I mean, talking to you, Brian.
1: Yeah, thanks, Brian. Um, the I'll say this. I don't blame him for any of those thoughts he's had. Not a one. I would lie to you if I told you I didn't at times for your periods feel like, man, I'm just, I wish we could do it differently.
2: Wouldn't you feel better, TJ, if the team was maybe not as good, but you had young talent that you're watching grow up and get better every year? Wouldn't that be, I mean, I consider that more, and, you know, something where, You have something to look forward to.
1: I want to have the possibility that we can be a team that can be envied. That's what I want. At least with the young guys that are talented, they have the possibility to grow into that. They have the possibility to grow in those fantastic, like Noah Dobson, for example. We knew what was there the entire time. Some fans didn't see it until it freaking hit them over the head like a hammer this year. They couldn't understand how defense and defensive pairings work and situational-based defense work. They always just pointed the finger at Dobson. And a lot of fans did that the last few years.
2: And it was never no Dobson. It, it was, was never it was his fault. It was always the partner we, that he had.
1: And we always brought that up, but people always looked at us with like six heads. But, you know, it's here there. But it's like, I would rather have guys like that that can grow into something successful than a whole bunch of guys who are exactly what they are. And it's like, okay, how much growth am I going to see from Brock Nelson? None. How much growth am I going to see from Kyle Palmieri? None. How much growth am I going to see from John Gabriel Pajot? None. How about Anders Lee? None. How about Matt Barzal at the age of twenty six years old?
2: Can I just say something, man? You saw when there was a damn empty net and he had a chance. He out hustled one of the fastest players on on Florida to get that empty net goal because that's what he's good at. He didn't. he didn't score it. But why the hell do they put him out there when you're in the last minute? Why?
1: He gave up think about it. He gave up the goal. Uh, he was on the ice and did not help for that goal that was given up in the last few seconds against Carolina. He's out there in the same scenario. Yep. Um, hey, you're live here with TJ and the Grumpy old man. Who do we have calling in? Oh, 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 hold on a second. I screwed the pooch here. Um, I have to fix this up here. Um, but yeah, it's like you know, I, I just I wanna be a team. I you know, th- the growth of the players on this team is not probably where we want it to be. It's like Matt is all twenty six years old. How much growth do you think he has left? Not much. He should
2: I agree. Be in the five of his career.
1: Hey, your life you were teaching a grow up old man. Who do we have calling in?
7: Emmanuel. How are you guys? Hey Emmanuel, doing well. How about you? I'm doing all right. At least the boys won tonight.
1: True. True. Let me ask you this: Are you happy with the Islanders right now?
7: Um, happy. I mean, listen, they're if they cleaned it up a little bit, they can be all right. I'm. I'm happy that Barzell is one of our best players. He's younger. Dobson's one of our best players. He's younger. You got Romanov looks better than he did last year. Sorokin's still good. Um, you know. They, they do have a little bit of a younger team than they've had the last couple of years playing bigger roles, but happy. Like I'm going to watch every game man. I was watching every game with Scott Gordon and with, uh, you know, Doug Weight, mm-hmm. So to me, it's, I'm not going to turn my back on the team. This is my entertainment. They've been with me since I was a nine year old kid, but um, you got to be at least a little bit happier that even though it's a slow transition, there is a little bit of a transition to the younger players. No,
1: the, I don't, I'm not sure I really agree with that. So like, I think there's the players were the younger, like when we got rid of Johnny Boychuk and Zdeno char and Andy green, did we get younger? Yes, we did. But like, when you look at the composition and I was just kind of touching on this too, a little earlier, but I'm like, you look at the player who has, who has room for growth. Like on the first line, I don't think Anders Lee has any room for growth. I think 26 year old Matt Barzal kind of is what he is. I don't think 28, 29 year old Boar Horvat has much room for growth. I don't think Brock Nelson has room for growth. I don't think Paul Mary has room for growth. I think 26-year-old Pierre Engvall kind of is what he is. I don't think that John Gabriel Pajot has room for growth. I think Holmstrom and Wallstrom do. I don't think anybody on the fourth line, Sezikas, Clutterbuck, Martin, have room for growth when they're all healthy. And defensively, I think Pelik and Pulak are what they are. I think Dobson and Romanoff have room for growth. The same thing with your Bull Duke, but Mayfield doesn't. And I think our goalies are what they are. You know, so I don't think there's a lot of players that have room for growth that are on this roster. There's a lot of guys who have many years of NHL experience that are what they are, unfortunately, at this point.
7: Yeah, but a lot of the players that you mentioned that are what they are, like Barzal is what he is. He's a pretty good player, man. Like yeah. Sorokin and Varlamov are what they are. They're pretty damn good players. Brock Nelson, you know, I'm, I don't know how, but he's pretty damn good player. So, like, I'm not – listen – I don't think this team is making the playoffs this year. Uh, Maybe they will. I don't know. They need to tighten up just to be able to be a playoff team, like not even a top three team in the division, but just to be a playoff team. They got to tighten up. I know that they've done it in the past. I haven't seen it in a while. So, yeah, I agree with you in that, but you know, if they do things right from this point, it might be too late. Not, Not too late. It might be, later than it should have happened. I don't think it's too late. Hopefully you have Coderbuck, Martin coming off. You can replace him with bottom six forwards that are young and have, you know, more of an upside, like you said. Um, but I don't think all is lost with this team. I don't think there's no way, you know, that they're not going to be decent for the next three to four years. I, I can't. I mean, they might not be, but I can't say for sure they won't be, you know?
1: I just, I worry about, like, when we're talking about the young guys, to backfill. I don't think there's anybody that, that I think to myself, I'm like, yes, this is a this is a player that I feel confidence in, like Maggio, DeFore, could they maybe work out? Sure. But like all these players we have signed to longer term deals, like when your Palmieri's contract expires, when Brock Nelson's contract expires, when Pajot, are we re-signing back all those guys? Are we re-signing back a 33 year old Brock Nelson? and, like yeah. f- that, yeah. that's, and that, that's that's the question like I, like when i'm talking about towards the future this is what i'm concerned with because are we going to say here you go defor here you go maggio who's never played a minute of nhl ice or you know maggio hasn't but the has you guys are going to be thrust up there into a top six role go ahead have at it because we don't we can't afford to sign back or we don't want to sign back our 33 year old vets who have nothing left in the tank or are they going to then bring in six or seven different free agent acquisitions i'm going to say probably not the latter so i don't they're probably going to unfortunately re-sign back the same guys. That's what Lou lamarola has been doing his entire tenure here that I'm continually worried about.
7: Yeah, yeah. and we don't yeah. have the, the the draw of the Rangers with the glamour and the glitz to get a bunch of really good players to say, I only want to play for that team, and that's it. Yeah.
2: Well, with the salary cap, though, that's why it's imperative that you draft well and restock the covers And that's just not something that the Islanders have done. They trade away all their draft picks. So there's no one to come in. Like you mentioned, if Clutterbuck and Martin are gone, who's going to fill the spot? There's no one in the minors who's making no money, uh, you know, relatively no money, who's going to be ready to step into those.
1: We bring in other veterans like Gauthier, other veterans who have no potential ceiling. Their ceiling is already reached. Guys like Hudson Fashion, guys who are just career bottom sixers to fill the role. But wouldn't it be nice to be like, this is a guy that has potential to be a top line guy.
2: There is nobody. There is nobody on this team who, if Brock Nelson goes down, there's no one who can fill his spot unless you're taking Barzell off of Horvat's line, okay? But then that weakens you on the on the wing. So I, we just don't have a whole lot of top end talent, and that's why it's that's for me that's the issue. And there's none of the minors either. And until that situation gets rectified, we're just going to be treading, you know, just on the same little mouse uh the treadmill of mediocrity i like to call
1: it absolutely um but thank you so much for the call and emmanuel thank you so much um but yeah it's it's i i think i think we can here's the thing i think i'll go one further i i, I think with for emmanuel i think we can make the postseason this year it's not this year i'm concerned about i think this year the result is already written and, and granted right the likelihood that we maybe go ahead and you know, make the playoffs. That's a possibility, but likely we win a Stanley Cup. Highly unlikely.
3: Yeah. So I mean, no, that, it's, that's
1: that's really worry. Yeah, it's not happening. That's really the worry there. Um, okay. Um, we get. You're live here with TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Oh, I was unsuccessful, that link. Give me one sec here, Grumpy. Can
2: you read another comment for us, Grump, as I'm doing this, please? Thank you. Sure. Um, Nick Canetta says, is it just me or when Ajo comes back, I'd rather see Riley stay on the bottom pair. He's not great, but he can exit the zone and provides okay defense. Yeah, I'm fine with that. He's been okay. He doesn't get a whole lot of minutes, but he's been okay back there. He hasn't embarrassed himself. Why not? Uh, Matthew S. says, certainly have to clean things up. Uh, many mass says points are points. I don't mind bend. Don't break whether it's happening con- when it's hat, when it's happening consistently. Yeah. But I mean, I just think we're lucky to be hanging on right now, to be honest with you, playing backup goalies. There's a direct correlation to AHL and ECHL talent, goaltenders, um, and us playing against them, which is leaving to goals for us because I don't think against good teams with good goaltenders, we don't match up. Um, Hey, you're live here with TJ and Grumpy Old Man. Who do we have calling in?
4: TJ, hi. This is My Little Brownie.
2: Hey, My Milo Little Brownie. Brownie.
4: <laughs> Ground, how are you guys? I'm doing well, thank you.
1: Wonderful. Was thank back you. from the game, it was. Oh, you're at the game tonight. Yes.
2: yes, I was. Now, what was, was it? what was What was the? I'm interested. What was the Florida fan base? What there is of them. What were they what did they think about today's game?
4: Honestly, sometimes it doesn't even feel like there's hockey in Florida. There was <laughs> there was really no excitement coming from the Florida fans. Half of the crowd was Islander fans and we practically was chanting Let's Go Islanders over Let's Go Panthers. So it was pretty much a <laughs> I figure it was an Islanders home game at Panther stadium. So that's how, that's how much it was.
2: That's the way it is down there. It absolutely. That's the way it is down there. Now, yeah, I mean, I was just talking to a lot of, I'm sorry, go ahead, Grump. And I just wanted to ask, are you happy with the direction of the team and what do you think about how we won tonight? Do you think it's sustainable?
4: This is going to be hard to believe, but I am actually happy with the direction this team is going in. Okay. This team is filled with Jags. They are all average players, and they're winning. If this team was filled with Connor McDavid and Leon saddles and giving up 40-plus shots a night, I would be truly pissed off. But they are average players, and they're actually doing well for average players. So... Yes, I wish we all had better players, faster players, younger players. But what we have right now, the fact that they are winning, I'm happy with that.
1: I like the mentality. It's like when you resist what is, that's when suffering begins. She's accepted the fact that the team's average and has no expectations for them but average and mediocrity. When they do well, she's excited. I wish I could be a fan like this, Grumpy. I do. I wish I could be happy like this. This is a good mindset to have.
2: So is this like the... The five stages of grief, or seven stages, she's of much grief. further ahead
1: than we are.
2: She's on in the acceptance level, she's already <laughs> at
1: the acceptance level, right. and we're still here at the denial level where it's like, This can't be happening.
2: All right, I got to pull those up. But what is it? What is the five, uh, stages? five stages of grief? There it is, right there. Look at that. I just put five st and it comes right up. Denial.
1: We're at denial still.
2: I, no, I don't think we're at denial. We're in, I think I'm in the anger stage. Okay, I'm in the anger stage as well. I agree. But you're right, my little brownie has. She just bypassed the bargaining, depression, go right to acceptance. I'm not there. I'm just. She's angry. almost all the way through. I've like she. I, that acceptance is the last one. I am stuck on anger. <laughs> and oh no,
4: I, I had anger in November. All of like anger, frustration, just ripping my hair out. That was November. We're in December now. I. <laughs> No, this team is, as you say, just average you guys, grumpy. So I've accepted when they win, they win. Great. When they lose, I move on to the next game.
2: I like this mentality. I like this. I, you know what? She's she's much more mentally healthy than I am. That's all I she look at this. <laughs> she's she's got a
1: good grasp of what it should be. Uh,
2: I mean, I'm jealous. I am a little bit envious because even at my age, I'm still a child when it comes to stuff like that emotionally. <laughs> And uh, I'm glad that you're more enlightened than I am, Milo Brownie. Very, very glad for that. Thank you, Grumpy. I really appreciate that. No problem at all. No problem at all. So do you think we're going to make the playoffs though?
4: Oh, if they keep playing like this and at least we keep getting one point per, you know, loss, we'll squeak in. If we don't you know, all the best for next year, but yeah, but accepted it. We're on the border and we will remain on the border until the very last game, till game 82.
2: Fantastic. My LeBroni, pleasure talking to you. I know you're ready for a big NFL schedule uh, tomorrow. And <laughs> we're going to talk about oh, it the old <laughs> man show. I know it.
4: Thank you. Thank you so uh, much. Uh, Milo <laughs> thank you guys. Have a great night. <laughs> night. Bye,
1: bye. Oh man, I love her. I love her. I tell you, that's great. That's the best mentality to have. I wish I could have that. mind. I'm jealous she's, of her. I really am.
2: Like I said, she's much more emotionally mature than I am. And then, honestly, a lot of Islander fans. Yeah, I was about to say. Most <laughs> of the Lamanites, they're, the, the Lamanites are in the denial phase. Every yes, single one of them. They're
1: just one step behind us. We're in the anger phase. They're yeah. in denial. And we're looking at them saying, get to the anger stage. And, and, and my little brownie's like, guys, I'm already past anger. I'm already past bargaining. I'm here at acceptance. Come join us at acceptance, and that's where we need to be. Holy shit! Oh man, that's a it, I tell you is what it is. is. Um, but yes, phone lines are open there. I know we had a few people calling there, uh, but yes, phone lines are open. We'll keep them open here for a little bit longer. We'll probably do max. I'm thinking today two hour show. Um, oh, somebody just called, but it didn't come through. I'm sorry. Try calling again, guys. Um, the phone lines are open um but uh yes we'll do I think max to our show here today um and uh yeah we just want to hear we want to hear I, I like that I like that perspective from my little brownie I, I like it um did you read Goon's comment grump
2: um no no I didn't why don't you read that one then I'm gonna read another comment that I ignored to, to say why don't you, you read that Grumpy? I'm,
1: I'm pulling up more 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 calls okay
2: okay. I'm going to go with David Sean McDonald. Says TJ, stop saying grump. Grumpy is because
1: you keep watching fucking TV.
2: Stop saying grump. Just do your job. I'm going to. You have enough. You have enough problem learning how to pick up a phone. Okay. You know what you the problem, you
1: know what the problem the I phone, have. Grumpy? The
2: phone call comes in and you pick it up. That's how it works. You want to know you what do. you know?
1: You want to know, Grumpy? The problem I have is anytime I look up and I see my co-host staring off adrift, staring at the TV screen, Grumpy. That's the problem I've got, Grump.
2: Do you think it's because no one wants to hear from you? That oh no,
1: it's because you're, you're old. You can't focus on two things at once. It's, that's the problem. But That's hey, I think we got I think we've got Mike. Mike Moisa. How are you, Mike?
4: <laughs> Hi guys.
1: How are you, Mike? Are you uh, first question I mean, Are you happy with the team?
5: No, not at all. But it's it, I as as other people have probably stated already, I've missed it, but I'm not I'm not happy with the coach, to be honest. I feel like he's made a lot of missteps along the way this year, and whatever potential they did have, I feel like they flushed down the drain. But I, I had to get this out. Like you guys said, you kind of know what you have in a bunch of players here. I think you have two players on the roster right now who are very interesting. One, Simon Holmstrom, who has somehow found a way to continuously score goals right now, which is something the team desperately needs. I'm not saying he's a top line forward, but Grumpy, you got to give some credit to Julian Gauthier tonight. I mean, he with him with Bar, I mean uh, Horvat tonight, is fantastic. Imagine Barzell being on the other side. He's played one
2: freaking game for the team you tell me you want to pump his tires after one game is that what you want to do well i mean that, one was, the, that was
5: the first game where he actually got a chance one it's game it's like you put wallstrom on the top line you know what i mean and you're like finally you know what i mean got to show yeah. up they can actually play there
2: this kid's gotten more he's gotten more run on the first line than wallstrom has Has been on the roster the whole year <laughs> the go chase uh, yeah. yeah go ta yeah that
4: was his first game on the first line
2: tonight how old, how many games has he played this year? Five, I think.
3: Five. He's Another played, really a, few.
2: He's, he's oh, played yeah. a
1: few. He's played well, but it's like I think sixer, right? he's a bottom like, sixer, he right? He's a bottom sixer, right? I,
5: I, I don't – yes, but there are really, really good offensive teams that plop a player like that on their top line, and it just works. I mean, look at Vancouver. They have Lafferty there. Is Lafferty a top six forward? Fuck no. Excuse my language, but no, no way like
1: you know they they have so much talent they have i mean offensively they've got so much talent with their forward group They've got you know NHL goal goal scoring leader there, Brock Besser. You've got here mixed in there. You've got I mean like Hughes is fantastic on the defensive side of the. They've got they've got a lot of ability, a lot of talent, which we I'm envious of that too. But like I feel like you can get you could you could say I can I can I can move one of these players to make sure it's like hey we have a solid complete line if every single one of your lines is loaded with offensive talent.
5: And, and I agree that the Islanders aren't as talented as Vancouver, but I don't think it's also as bad as what you guys think because they've only trailed this year for, what, 10 or 11 minutes? If the team had no talent, no, well, if it was a team with zero talent, that just wouldn't be a thing.
1: Let me ask you this. For last year, how much did we trail in games or how much did we have the lead in games? It was the opposite, but we had better record. So like, I don't like, I know that's being pushed around a lot online, but I'm like, if we look back to last year, the numbers were the inverse almost, and it didn't affect, right? We were still, we're an average team. I still think that's where we sit now. Like we're only a quarter of the way through, but like you mentioned, Simon Holmstrom, Simon Holmstrom is shooting at over 33% right now. And like, I don't think he doesn't shoot. (laughs)
2: That's (laughs) right. And everything he has is a freaking breakaway. A breakaway or two on
1: one or two on Oh. Now, now, here's the thing. He's he's a fantastic penalty killer. I do agree with that. We I was talking Phil. Phil's Facts called me up yesterday, or I called out. I don't remember how it went. Um, But Phil's Facts, him and I were talking yesterday. He's only been out there for our penalty kill with how shitty it's been. He's only been out there for four goals against on the PK. And he's scored yeah. three. He's been out there on the ice for three shorthanded goals. So think about that. For how bad our penalty kill is. He's only been out there for four goals against, and he scored three goals shorthanded.
2: He's been solid. He's been a solid third. He's line been a player. very
1: good penalty killer as well.
2: That's what I say. he's been a solid and third I, line player who who performs well on the penalty kill. That's so, what he is. That is what he is. Yes, I, that's not. You need guys like that. Yes. I mean, you know, just don't try to just don't try to tell me that he's a front line player, first line player. Because he's not, he's played himself out no, of that. I don't time. think. So.
5: But, but to your guys' credit, my mentality has changed on the team. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely way less optimistic than I originally was. And I feel like the only way I'd ever become optimistic is if they end up moving that first-round pick for a top-line player. That's it. And I at least think the team has a chance. And I know I know you guys don't want that, but I feel like they really are just missing a piece.
2: Haven't they done that the last five years? <laughs> Hasn't that been that been? Yeah, but it's got to be a
5: player worthwhile. It can't be the Pajot, you know.
2: So like, exactly. like and here is what the Islanders do: they trade for guys who have in career years, and then they pay them like they contract that
1: season also. in a contract season. Like, is it's just come on,
2: <laughs> Palmieri. They what do they have to give up?
1: Pajot. I mean, like, it's like the list goes on.
2: Yeah, it's like who are you getting at the deadline?
1: If you got a real bona fide top line winger, I don't. I I still worry that us giving up almost twice as many shots than what we record every night yeah, is going gonna, is gonna to really result for bad. I mean, we're only a quarter of the way through the season. When we're giving up that many shots, it means you're hemmed up in your own zone and you're having to play a lot more defense and you're having to exert a lot more effort playing defense. That shit, I worry, is going to catch up to us towards the end of the season. But maybe it doesn't. I just worry it might.
5: Yeah, it's a very good point. That's where it goes back to coaching for me. Where I wanted Laviolette before this season, and I really feel like he would have kicked this team into shape, and they would have been much better this year. I'm not saying they would have been cup contenders, but I think they would have looked more like a team that's actually going to finish third or fourth. Where right now they look like they're a team that's going to be fighting until the last game. And I, I don't, you know, I'm not not a fan of that. If if you're that mediocre, to me it's not even worth you know going for it anymore. But at the same time, I just want to say this team. I can only imagine what state they would have been in the past few years. If one of these high end draft picks, they actually got worked out. There's just too many guys that became nothing. And if you look at the team, you're like, oh, they could have used that Michael Cole on the first line. They could have used that Josh Hosang. They could have used Oliver Wallstrom from turning into a superstar goal scorer. None of these guys panned out. And you look at teams like Dallas and it's like, yeah, all these guys, New Jersey, all these guys panned out. Yep. The Islanders just didn't get yep. that. It sucks.
1: We got now, I will get I will come to the Allen's defense here. We did locate a few, but they're under the Gar Snow era. Like Sorokin being a third round guy, like Pelic being a late round guy. We did get a few of those guys, but not to the extent like Dallas, right? Like Robertson was a later selection. You look at a lot of those yeah. players that they've had, they've had a lot of late selections that have really turned out well for the Dallas Stars. That's why they're so good.
5: But that that just had to be my last point because they really did not get that forward or two, and you could tell they're missing that piece. They might be, honestly, a really good team if they had one of those guys turn into a star like Dobson. If any of these other players were playing like Dobson that they drafted, this team, I think, would be much better.
1: We never gave ourselves but, even a chance to get I mean, extra spots that, because we trade them all away. The that's picks. it.
2: That That's um, it. Dobson that's is, it. It was picked six years ago. We've only had one first-round pick. You realize there's some type of stat that shows guys who were drafted in the first round, 72% make it from the second round on, it's like 10%. We don't, we just don't draft. Well, and we, when you don't have a, a first round pick, it, it really hurts your team because the the first round.
5: Yeah. I get, they, so I'll just leave with this real quick, Grumpy. While I do agree with you, the Islanders haven't picked high enough. For the most part, to really end up with that type of player, guaranteed. I mean, I can't think of any of the guys around where the pick they had that would have been a game changer for this team. I don't think there's been a single one. You can tell me if I'm wrong, but thanks, guys, for uh, letting me call in. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Mike, thanks, for coming.
1: Mike. Thanks for calling. Uh, in, buddy.
2: Uh, I, I tell yeah, you, I just the thing. Oh, it's yeah. not like I've looked and see, uh, have taken. Well, I, you know, except for one draft, you know, with Thomasino, Kaliev. And McMichael where all those guys are outperforming Casper uh, Holmes from every single one. Um, all of them have more that, points. Yeah, I mean they're they're just better all-around players. Okay, it's not a grinder. They're guys who have some offensive acumen, right? Guys who put the puck in the net with Calleb. Guys who can create, uh, like Tomasino and McMichael. We don't have that. And when then that's just first-round picks. Like I said, I haven't looked at other, um, you know, at other drafts. I don't. Know it offhand. I'm sure if I looked at, him, I'm like, oh yeah, this guy's this guy's shining, this guy's shining, and who do we got? We got Kyle Palmieri or JG Paggio.
1: Now, here here's the one thing I will add in there too. We had a lot of these. You look back years ago, decades ago, right? Like you know the Michael Dell Cole draft. That was, of course, one where we happened to select one of the few guys who didn't pan out, and was, there was a lot that were in that area that did pan out. You know what I mean? Like Neilander was selected eighth overall. He like. Was the- like
2: he was the consensus number four pick. I know. You was know, Five pick. I know it was a four-person draft, but yeah. it's just
1: like that was that was just like, okay, typical Islanders there with that one. Like we were lucky to get rid of Griffin Reinhardt, but Griffin Reinhardt was a guy who never panned out. Like Ryan Strom, a fifth overall, never panned out. Nino, we traded away. But Brock was in that. Man, is it crazy to think Brock Nelson and Nino were in the same draft class? Yeah. I still sometimes think we do. Hey, but you're live here with TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Who do we have calling in? Hey, what's up boys? It's uh it's, it's the former mayor, AKA uh, pony boy. Oh, Pony boy. Curtis, let me ask you pony boy. Are you happy with the Islanders right now?
6: Am I happy with the Islanders? No, I would say, um, I'm not happy with them. I, I am happy, uh, a little bit with, um, as, uh, my little Brownie mentioned, like, like, here's the thing boys is multiple things can be true at the same time, right? Like, you know what I mean? Has has Levi like put a good product on the ice, and and do we have a good cast and crew? Uh, no. But you know what I mean? Are are they um giving it their all out there most nights? I, I would say for the most part, most of the guys are. I would say that the they're the ones that are in question really. I mean, I, mean, I, I would say Bo Orbat mainly is, is, is somebody that, that you know I question his his ethic at this point. I I, I mean, he had the most Josh Baileyish like. Uh, you know, uh, seen the other night where he, you know, he had a wide open shot and you know right in the slot and he just passes it right uh, over the Pellick at this awkward angle. Uh, just really horrible stuff uh, from from Bo that. Um, not not impressed with his performance so far, but um, I'd say most of the guys on the team you know. You know, what I mean, they're, you know, they're they're working for it. You know, and and so am I happy with the team? Yes and no. I would say mostly no, uh, because you know it's just the same cast and crew for for years.
1: <laughs> yeah i mean like you know from that standpoint right like they're they're putting their effort out there on the ice like we i think we all as fans respect that i don't think you know like i'm always i think all the people are great people i think they always try hard sometimes i'll question the effort but for the most part i've never been like at a spot where i'm like this team has given up if no. i if we were you know we would we would be talking about it but I, i've never like question even if we were to go on a losing streak no, they, i've never they did, questioned it didn't work a little bit
6: uh, they looked a little bit like they gave up the deal last year. I'm not, I'm not going
1: to lie. Or, no, not uh, the, the year before Two that years, when they didn't make yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. May, maybe when yeah. we were out of the playoff picture by a bit. I do remember that a little bit. Um, and Bad Barzal was obviously visibly angry, and that's when we talked about him. He should have been the captain that offseason. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, I, I, besides that, ice, and that was Barry Trotz when he was on the way out the door. So I wonder if that had a little bit to do with it, too. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I've, I haven't seen a lot of like quit. These are not guys who quit easy. And like from that perspective, I'm always going to be happy with that on the team. I'm happy that we yeah. have a group of true professionals because that's what that is. In order not mm-hmm. to give up even when things are looking bad, that's true professionalism. But like from the product on the ice, just like you had mentioned, what we've seen there from Lou, what we've seen from the production of the players, it's not been good. And uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. The Let
6: me ask you question. question. So, you guys have a couple more questions for me, right? And then I just I, I had a couple rapid fires for 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 you guys. And I know you guys got you know. I want to be mindful of your time. Yeah. I, just, I just
2: have one question for you. Are you you happy with your fantasy hockey team this year?
6: Absolutely not, dude. It's fucking garbage, dude. Well, here is the thing. When <laughs> I was drafting, fucking, what happened was I was like getting driven around in the car um after work, and and I had like no service, and I was having like data trouble, and like I wasn't able to draft properly, and and I, I, I was I wasn't properly uh, prepared there, so I definitely am looking to make some trades. Uh, you know, get
2: at me, uh, you know, over there. But don't make yeah, trades I'm, with Grumpy. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm will I'm, 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 I'll send you trade requests. You got to respond. All, right. all righty, all right. Well, that's, that's 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 for another day. That's for another day. Yes, but 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 that's yes.
6: For another day. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll talk further about that, and and but yeah. So listen, I got a couple rapid fires for you. Um. um but yeah, so um, yeah, really quick, like I just want to know what, you, what how you guys feel about this. Is like a two part question. So I think that Bo Horvat has been disappointing since since we've acquired him. I don't think that he's produced the level that he did in Vancouver. I think that it's fair to say that that he hasn't lived up to the expectations so far. Um, that being said. There's, this is part two of the question. Um, guys like Timo Meyer, Johnny Gaudreau, fucking um, uh, Kadri, uh, even Eric Carlson. Um, I mean, all these guys just look like shit, dude. I mean, like fucking absolute dog shit. And honestly, Horvat looks a little bit better than them. Does he look great? No. But like, what do your guys' take on that
1: situation?
6: Um, and then I've got one or two more quick ones for you after that.
1: Um, You know, like we've seen like certain guys play. I think Myers played okay. He's got 11 points in 14 games. I Had to look it up. I know he was injured a little bit, but that entire devil's team has struggled. And we talked about the team that that was going to be probably a worst regular season this year than last year. But if they make the postseason a better postseason production this upcoming year than last year, they still don't have a goalie. And that's the biggest issue for the Devils. Like regarding Kadri, that entire team in Calgary is a dumpster. Nobody, we we were screaming that from the rooftops. Don't sign Kadri. Kadri does not have it. He had a career year and a contract season. Don't sign that guy. And then Johnny Goudreau. Oh, go ahead, Grump.
2: But well, go ahead, DJ. Finish up Johnny. Goudreau.
1: As they say for Johnny Goudreau. Um, I expect him to have more production in future years when the cast and crew is better so surrounding him in Columbus. That's what I believe for him, but go ahead,
4: Grump.
2: Yeah. For me, I'm just going to say, I think Bo Horvat has been okay this year. I don't think, and I think he's doing just like he did in Vancouver. Uh, you know, what was he in Vancouver? What was his average is 50 something points a year. Last year was a career year for him. Uh, we paid a premium for that. But, I mean, he's got, uh, I believe, 18 points in through twenty twenty-two games. I don't know. I, I think he had points tonight. I thought he played well. So I don't have a problem with him. We overpaid for him. We uh, gave him too much term, too much money. But I like Bo Horvat. And as, as it goes for Johnny Gaudreau, I'm a little bit disappointed. It hasn't worked out in Columbus. Columbus is a dumpster fire. And then Kadri uh, uh, was somebody we absolutely did not want. Another guy coming off a career year when he was played for Colorado when they won a the Stanley Cup so yeah and you said you had a couple other questions give them to me both right away
6: yeah, yeah absolutely yeah no I just I mean I I think that we lucked out with Bo Horvath in comparison to those other few players I just I throw those other guys in the mix because these are guys that were like three agents around the same time um that there was speculation you know the regarding and I think that in like you know in terms of what we ended up with we probably ended up with uh, the best one, even though he's still not that great. But uh, next question is, what would you guys grade from Lambert for the lineup decision so far throughout the, the 23 games? Uh, and then do you also think that the wins against Carolina and Florida uh, make up for the loss to New Jersey in any kind of way?
1: Thanks so much, there, uh, Pony Boy, for the call in. Okay, uh, we'll answer those two questions here. Thank you, Pony Boy. Um, so, first yeah, question. I, first I question. It, thank you. I, thank you,
7: um,
1: Grumpy. First question is: um, Do shit? I remember. Do you think the wins against Carolina and the the Florida Panthers does that make up for the poor performances that we've had there, like against the loss against uh, the Devils, etc.?
2: No, not for know. me because we played poorly. And we just, you know, we're lucky that we got ECHL caliber uh, caliber goalies. Um, I'd feel better if we were playing better. I'd almost.
1: I'd be happier if we lost, but we played better than if we win playing like shit.
2: Right. Because that, what does it tell you? Okay. We lost the game, but you know what? This team is getting better. We're playing better week after week. And this way, you you know, you're going to parlay that into more points later in the season. This is not sustainable. Playing really poorly, giving up 45-50 shots a game and winning is not sustainable. I'm not and saying we can't turn it around, but usually it takes a while to turn it around.
1: The next question was what do we grade Lambert's lineup decision so far this season? Whew, I think it's like oh, a C C minus.
2: I'm not gonna go that far. I'm gonna give him a I'm gonna give him a B. I'm gonna give him a B. He, there's only so many moves he can make. Yes, I, he, wanted to, he wanted to force feed Simon Holmes on the first line. He learned. Okay. You got to give guys some time. The only thing I'm disappointed is is not giving Oliver Wallstrom any time on the first I, line. I was going to say that's, that's or, a
1: problem I have, not giving Oliver Wallstrom a single freaking chance. And then and the preseason mishandling of him was an issue, too. Right.
2: Today, for example, Barzell's not playing and Wallstrom is playing still down on the third line. And you put Julian Gauthier he's been a healthy scratch. Forever, and he gets put on the first line. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That's just wrong. But other than that, you know, what else could he do? He realized he's had to put Dobson with Pellick. He tried to put Pulock yeah. with Roman up, but. And right. Dobson,
1: I think that was a good decision. Putting Dobson with Pellick was a great, right? Like as critical where you are of bad moves, he was the first coach smart enough to do that. Yeah. Barry was never smart enough to do that. He wanted to keep Pellick and Pulock together, couldn't separate them. I know our defenses look shambolic. I think our system is really shitty. We do not run the same system to the same ability we did under Trots. but I like that line combination better than the Trots combination for defensive pairings.
2: I mean, and Pulak is freaking minus seven. You want to know why? <laughs> because he plays with freaking Romanoff.
1: Romanoff blows. He is he, absolutely he, miserable.
2: He's so, and you see Pulak doing the same things that Dobson did last year, trying to cover for an out-of-position Romanoff. And he
1: gets caught looking looking with his pants down.
2: I mean, like I said, I sent T.J. a little clip of Romanoff today just doing Romanoff things that wound up having given a power play to Florida because, uh, you know, he was not in position. And just, I I mean, that's just what Romanoff is. That's just what he is. I don't know if you could flash that up or anything, T.J. I'll
1: pull it up. Just finish your point. I'll I'll try to post this real quick and pull it up, right, bud?
2: Yeah, but I mean, see, that's that's that is my issue with Romanoff, and it always has been. Okay, he body checks, he blocks shots, but man, he doesn't play defense. He just doesn't play defense. He stands around a lot, he's just out of position all the time. Sacro trying to make a big, sacrificing defensive structure to go run someone or to pinch when he's the last guy you want pinching up because he has no offensive ability at all. That's not what you want. Or trying to lay a big body check. Uh, you know, when center ice, missing a guy, and they walk in a two-on-one and get scored on. He makes those mistakes over and over and over again.
1: So you have a three-on-two coming the other direction right and here. Look at, we got three. Panthers. We see Dobson. We see Romanoff.
2: What the hell is, a is guy Romanoff back back here? here?
1: Oh, well, hold on a second. Do you see this real quick? What happens here, you think, Grumpy, when you got a Florida Panther guy skating and he gets tripped up? What do you think happens here? talking about those interference calls that don't get called
2: <laughs> <No penalty yet. laughs> or that some holy shit okay that wasn't called why uh, is why is roman look at him watch what he's doing here i just i mean he goes in and he effectively takes out dobson I'm just, I'm like, what the hell are you doing?
1: You may say, oh, well, they've got two forwards putting putting zone pressure. Well, why shouldn't we cover the two coming in? Here's the thing: you still stay in your zone and in your area because what happens if one of these guys coming off the bench now, catches speed and your defensemen are both caught f- fucking around in the corner? Engvall, excuse my
2: French. Engval did get a penalty on that play. Engval's the guy who tripped him up. So he did. get Okay. A okay. Gotcha. I, I saw that. I was like, I
1: said, I don't remember if there was a penalty or not for that, but I was like, Oh my God. I was like, yeah, I said, guy was skating and then he goes down. I'm like, I assume that was a trip call, but it's like, okay. God forbid. If there's a guy who's coming and trailing off the bench and stro- and streaking in here and they've got another defenseman, they could put zone pressure on. Our defensemen are almost holding hands at the blue line.
2: Dobson, it's not like they're in the middle. They're, they're on one side of the ice holding hands. Dobson is structurally where he's supposed to be. Romanoff is just all over the freaking place. Holy it's shit. It's just like, what the hell are you doing?
1: He's awful. He is miserable. He's one of the worst defensemen on this team.
2: He, I, just don't I know hope
1: like, he can grow, but he just never does.
2: Yeah. He could have picked up the, 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 the guy in center ice and let Dobson pick up the other guy. Instead, he skates practically on top of Dobson. It's like, dude, you're newton. You're nullifying whatever strength and advantage you might have. Terrible, terrible.
1: Sorokin is their best player this year. I think he's a top three goalie in the league. But this year, Varlamov has better numbers
2: so far. Is still okay, Valem- right about Sorokin. No, Phil's wrong all the time. He's always <laughs> wrong. But Phil's, I always say Phil's batting a thousand. And he's wrong every single time.
1: He did tell me that that uh our boy Simon Holmstrom is going to win the Cy Young for just scoring 20 goals and having no assists.
2: Cy Young? That's a baseball trophy.
1: I know he keeps calling it the Cy Young though. Oh. I don't know. That's what that's what I guess he's he's put, he's toting around out there. Yep, Andre M says here, Holmstrom fits perfectly on the third line.
2: Yep. That's it. No problem with that. You'd hope for more out of a first round draft pick, but that's he is what he is. So he could be there for the next 15 years on third line.
1: Joseph C. said, teams are carrying three goalies, and the Hurricanes, uh, Carolina Hurricanes can't find two guys to, to be in a netminder. Yeah. True, true. Um, Goon Goon says, TJ, you're dressed in a very handsome manner tonight. You sexy bastard. Thank you, Goon Goon. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. Did we read this one from Freedom Fund Adventure, Grump?
2: Nope. Uh, I'm waiting for the Islanders to fall off. Good amount of talent in the Islanders, but good a- amount of guys who would. We all know the transition needs to happen, but Lou won't and can't do it. True.
1: Joseph C. said, Jonathan Quick has better numbers than Igor Shosturkin. He's not a better goalie. Same thing with Sorokin and Varlamov. Yeah, Quick gets,
2: Quick gets the second half of back-to-backs against lesser teams. Yes. Yeah, nobody's saying that Jonathan Quick is better than Shosturkin. Only an Islander country. <laughs> do we have the layman?
3: The, the back
2: that, that Sorokin was Sirocco. sensational tonight. Sorokin was sensational tonight, again. Varmoff was great this year. He's Ronoff been great. Was, right. Varmoff was great against Carolina the other night. It absolutely was. Mm-hmm. Goon, goon, grump. Tonight is supposed to be the rock and roll group Kiss's last ever concert. Grumpy, can you act poetic about them and even sing us the chorus of rock and roll all night? Or is it too much to ask? It's too much at after 12 o'clock. But I I was never a big KISS fan. I just never was. Never was. You're
1: almost says here, Holmstrom's on pace for 26 goals this season. Any thoughts? Um, My thoughts here are this. I think he's done a good job in his role on a third liner. He's a good penalty killer, and he's shooting 33-plus percent. So I don't think he's going to continue to shoot. There's never been a player in the history of the NHL that's played 82 of the games or over 60 games that shot over 30%. Not going to happen.
2: Here's my prediction. He's not going to score 20 goals. Uh, And he'll actually have a couple of assists by the end of the year.
1: Manny Mass says Holmstrom is a bottom six forward, but a really good bottom six
2: forward. I agree. Yep. I think he's benefited playing with Pajot, um, and that's what he is. He's a bottom six guy. He's a a third-line guy. No problem with that at all. Just don't think he's better than that because he's not.
1: Too many shots against. True. Manny Mass says Holmstrom has earned more than Wally.
2: He's been given a lot more chances than Wallstrom. I think that's he's giving
1: us a, a more a more substantial. I think he's given substantially more of a chance than Wallstrom has. Absolutely. And that's I think you know if you were to flip positions and given Wallstrom every chance and opportunity, and Holmstrom would be getting a chance every once in a while, would it be the same result? I don't know. And that's the thing. I don't know. We'll we we'll wrapping it up, Grumpy. I know you're tired here. We'll wrap it up. Uh, Raw two stinks. Marquez says it's a good trade. two by the bye, is playing in the a right vancouver is a much better team than we are not even close they up. did they beat us when we were in vancouver right i'm thinking yeah did they dominate us or was it a close game
2: um they won in overtime
1: okay was that the is that the one where demko played like shit yes okay gotcha um uh atiratu in the ahl has 13 points in 19 games mind you he's just turned 21 years old i wouldn't say that he sucks or he stinks I'd say that the jury's still out on him. I'd say this: the guy that was selected with the pick that the Islanders traded away for the Bo horvat deal has scored the most goals for a defenseman in the Swedish Hockey League, the Swedish Elite League, this season. So, I don't know. Uh, you know, that's that's why you you give up those big price tags. You potentially lose out on good players. True. Um.
4: Does
1: uh, okay. Let me see here. Holmstrom had, last season had 50 games and 9 points. You look at this. Yippee-io says, Holmstrom's destroying your whole shit.
2: How do you figure? I don't
1: he's understand. A third line I he's
2: a third-line player. He's a third-line player. That's
1: what he, You would have to go ahead and jump on or maybe articulate what he was thinking with that because it doesn't make much sense to me. I think, yep, Casper is a perfect third-line player, yep. says David Sean McDonald. Yep.
2: That's what he is. He's not a first-liner, like I've said. He's not a first-liner.
1: Drew says here, if Wallstrom was on the first power play unit in the Ovechkin spot, playing alongside Barzal and Horvat, Wally would have at least 15 plus points right now. The mismanagement of him is insanity, just like Rasmus Sandin for Toronto.
2: True. True. Yep. He, he's got probably the best, the quickest release on the team, maybe except for Barzal, quickest release on the team.
1: I like this. Joseph C said, good goaltending is the perfect deodorizer. Very true. No, Very man. True. Yeah, absolutely there. I told you guys three years ago, Wally is Bellows 2.0. He'll be playing in Europe. Okay, gotcha. Well, here we go. I think we'll be done. destroyed.
2: Your whole bullshit. I, I don't think he understands. How do you figure? I don't I don't understand. Here's the thing. I think he sucks, okay? I, here's the thing. If you're counting on him to be anything more than what he is, that's on you, not on me. He's turned himself into a good third-line winger. That's what he's done. He's a penalty. He's Michael Grabner. Those guys are a dime a freaking dozen. dozen. I don't
1: remember a fan base you know, just relentlessly clapping and celebrating Michael Grabner or Mikhail Grabowski or guys like that. That's what you're looking at in this. That's what he is. There yeah. you go, Michael Grabner. Woo! <clears throat> I don't remember them tweeting about how great Michael Grabner was when he was shooting a 30%. Yeah, Ugh.
2: breakaways on every single penalty kill seems like he had a breakaway.
1: Rick Romo-Grump.
2: Engvall on pace for 45 points, which would be a career high. Could he get to 50? No. And guess what? He won't even get to 45. He's he's another bottom six guy masquerading as a second liner. That's what he is.
1: <laughs> this is true. This will be the last comment we end on.
2: Rick Rommel says Phil will be unbearable soon. No, he won't. He's gonna be he's gonna be off of Twitter, come May.
1: <laughs> Joseph C. Copy, I like that one even better. He's already unbearable. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's the leader of the Lamanites, Phil.
1: He, yeah, he's the head Lamanite. Absolutely, he's
2: the leader of the Lamanites. Didn't
1: make D said, Grumpy. The curve, TJ. How are you guys doing tonight? Um, we've been getting some lucky points. Podcast reminder: Fire Lou Lambrillo immediately. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. But Grump, let's wrap this bad boy up here today. Sorry, we won't get through the comments. We thought we'd better to do a call-in show uh if you want to call in call in now or forever hold your peace uh, we'll have a call-in show again i don't know when next time is because they're kind of infrequent it's more of like when we just have questions we want to get a feel of how people are feeling we want to understand a little bit more have you have a chance to articulate yourself so more than just like 180 characters you know snippet you know that we'll do a call-in show but uh, first off i want to thank everybody for 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 participating, for calling in tonight, for commenting, for for watching the Amers game, sticking through there. I want to thank you, Grumpy, for being a part of the show as always, even into these late wee hours of the morning. So thank you so much, Grumpy. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching, and thank you, Grumpy old man. My pleasure. Is there anything you want to say before we wrap Thanks. things up?
2: Love and laughter to everyone who listens, and even those who don't. From T.J. and Grumpy old man.
1: Thank you so much, guys. We'll be with you guys tomorrow on TJ and the Grumpy Old Man at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we'll be live with you um, Wednesday for the uh, Islanders Never Say Die podcast. Hopefully we beat the living shit out of the San Jose Sharks. And then we can't. the narrative will then be, hey, guys, we're 6-1-1 in our last eight games. The Islanders have finally figured things out. That will be the next narrative. But thank you so much, everybody, for watching. Thank you, Grumpy. Thank you, everybody, for watching.
2: Good night.